Warning, this is an adult-oriented podcast about really perverse things like communication and consent. If you are under 18 and looking for answers to questions about sex or kink, please visit scarletteen.com. For the dude bro listeners, this is the nerdy shit. Fuck off! So, listeners, uh, we have a long <laughs> episode this go-round. Hope you enjoy it. It's very educational. Run! Very, very educational! Run. So educational! Man whore, man whore, everybody wants to be a man whore. Man whore, man whore, a man whore on Lala's land. Howdy, hi there, ho there. (laughs) (laughs) Flawless. I wasn't ready. (laughs) This is Lala with Lala Land. And I am sponsored by Heckler's Handiworks. You can find that on FetLife.com. Um, and I'm here joined for Lala's Land with Anemic Princess. Hello. Hi, beautiful. How are you today? I'm great. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so excited you wanted to come be here again. Eee. We're going to talk sexy things. I love it. We're going to talk about things that maybe you don't know. Okay. So I'm going to challenge you. All right. Okay. Did you know you can break a penis? Uh, considering that I was pretty sure I broke Gigantors at one point, uh, yeah, we, we learned that very quickly off of WebMD. I didn't, for the record. Oh, good. (laughs) Gigantor, aka Sharkboy. Yes. Yes. (laughs) So, just for those listeners who don't know, um, the highest risk of fracturing a penis is when you try to change positions while the penis is still erect and inside a vagina. So, always pull all the way out before you change directions. Also... Hard thumping, like pounding, can can fracture a penis. Listen, like I know it's not a good thing, but I'd be very proud if I broke someone's penis with my vagina. And I don't want anyone to stop pounding me. Exactly. So like it kind of sounds like it's the penis haver's problem. So keep doing it, cowboy. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Did you know sex is a powerful medicine? I can believe it because whenever I have headaches or cramps, I'm kind of like... Hitting up my partner's like, hey, want to help me out with this? Right. Because it can change your mood. It's good for your heart health. It boosts your immunity and lowers your risk for some of the cancers. Very nice. It improves your hormone balance and even counts as a little exercise. Best exercise ever. Have more sex. Lots of sex exercise, <laughs> as Brad says. Did you know... That the secret to mind-blowing sex for men is lube. Well, typically wetter is better. I'm a big proponent of using lube just kind of in general. I think most people think of using it if you either, um, either if you're using anal sex or excuse me, either if you're doing anal sex or um, if you have trouble with uh, getting wet down there, if you're doing penis and vagina sex. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I just personally, I'm, I don't know, I'm gross. I like fluids. So I'm all about wetter is better. <laughs> wetter is better. What they're saying is that if men drop a couple drops of lube into their condom, They'll be like, mind blown. Why have I never done this before? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, did you know that a lack of, of erection doesn't mean that he's not turned on? You know, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Just, I think that because uh, people in general tend to be insecure, sometimes they worry it's an issue with them and not the other person. So I, I had no idea. Yeah. 
So just because they do have a hard on doesn't mean it's penetration time. Yeah. It just means they're into whatever you're doing and they could still be really into what you're doing even if they're not hard. Yeah. A massage or a cuddle. Well, I've heard of uh, certain penis havers talking about getting like a fear boner where <laughs> they've like gotten like scared during a movie and they're like, why is my dick hard? I am not turned on by this. So, or having the inappropriate time boners. I've, I've heard about a few of those things. So it makes sense that the other way would be true as well, that they could be turned on, but not necessarily uh, showing it physically. Right. Awesome. Okay. Did you know most women can have more than one orgasm, but very few take advantage of it? I knew that most women could have more than one because I'm one of those people, but very few take advantage of it. Is it that they... Is it that they're choosing to not take advantage of it? Or is it that their partner is just not doing it for them? So it is the lack of understanding of their own body or a partner who is unwilling and uneducated with good sex. Like they just don't know how to do it. Well, to that I would say uh, that everyone who has sex should probably be telling their partners what they need in order to get off. And it is my opinion that being with a same-sex partner uh, tends to lead to more orgasms. Because when you're working with the same handiwork, uh, you kind of know what to do and you know your way around it. Yeah, I agree with that. And you have different orgasms when you're with a same-sex partner than you do with a male. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. All right. Did you know the average sex session lasts 100 to 500 thrusts? I, I did not know that. That's Which awesome. I have to say, I do not agree with this research. Brad would not be one of those. He's like 50,000 strokes. Like, <laughs> seriously. Well, to be fair, like, I've, I've been with people who are like, you know, like you said, 50,000 strokes. And then I've been to the one, two, damn it. This never happens to me, <laughs> people. So I guess that there's a big uh, variance in that, isn't there? <laughs> yeah, but isn't it funny that researchers actually took the time to calculate that? <laughs> And, yeah. and then turn that around to what, how much time is that? I always thought it was seven minutes, but it's actually 17 minutes. 17 minutes and five seconds. So are they, to your knowledge, are they counting that for like penis and vagina sex? Or are they counting like foreplay and everything else? Like no, that? this does not count foreplay. And it is penis and vagina. And it was done in the UK. And you know they have tiny little penises there. So. <laughs> I only know because I have, I met one. <laughs> I did hold up my pinky. That was not nice of me. Um, did you know female orgasms last three times longer than a man's? Huh. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's interesting. Women's orgasms last 20 seconds. Men's only six. Hmm. That's good to Lucky know. us, right? And but if yeah. we have multiple. <laughs> yeah. We're really getting out of this good, aren't we? Yeah. Did you know post-sex sadness is real? Yes, because I'm one of those people who has gotten that a few times. Even after regular vanilla sex, I've needed uh, intense aftercare because literally I'll sit there and I'll just start crying and not know why. Yeah. It's called PCD. Mm. And it's totally normal. Yeah. Um, I've never cried for sadness, though. I've cried because it just felt so good and I'm just euphoric. Well, I've had that, too, where it's like almost like crying tears of happiness. But I've had, like, um, 
I don't know. I, it's kind of like the feeling of if you have like sub drop or even I call them happiness hangovers mm-hmm. where sometimes you just get really, really happy. And then when you come down, you come down like too hard and you're just going into the negative. Like that's happened to me after sex. Well, all of a sudden I'm just so upset and I can't figure out why. Yeah. Definitely not every time, but it has happened to me a few times. Yeah. They say it could be um, intense feelings of sadness, anger, and distress after sex. It can even have it can even happen after masculine. I haven't had it after yeah. sex, yeah. Yeah. All right. Did you know a strong sense of smell makes you more orgasmic? I did not, and that makes me very worried because I do not have a strong sense of smell. <laughs> but you don't have problems with your orgasm. Oh right? God, no. I'm I'm a very lucky gal. <laughs> yeah. It just it just says women who have more sensitivity to odors have stronger more more stronger more just more orgasms and they enjoy them more than a Hmm. than a woman that doesn't have a good smeller maybe they're just more immersed in the moment i wonder if that's what part of it is yeah i love that smell of the commingling juices Mm -hmm. oh i love that smell sex smell is pretty good dang it that smells good did you know you can really turn a guy on with your voice uh, I do know that because I've, I don't know, had phone sex. <laughs> <laughs> so guys like a really deep, breathy voice. And they did this thing where where they had all these women manipulate their voices by counting from one to ten and just getting their deep their voices a little deeper, a little deeper, a little deeper until it was really deep like this and <laughs> sexy and breathy. <laughs> you know, the funny thing about that is one of the reasons why I know that to be true Greedy. <laughs> Greedy's jerking off. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, one of the reasons why I know that, and this is this is going to be such a weird story, um, is that we used to used to have a, a landline, of course, right? Um, and I used to have a lot of male friends when I was like in middle school and high school. And when they couldn't reach me through my cell phone, they would go and they'd call the landline to see if I was home. Um, and my mom has a very deep voice for a woman. And so eventually, like, one of them just kind of brought up, like, hey, not to be weird, but your mom has a really hot voice. And I was like, I'm sorry. And then all the guys are going, yeah, no, she has a really hot voice. <laughs> like, like, I've never, like, called one of those phone sex places, but, like, your mom should work there. And I was like, oh, geez. So I ended up telling my mom a few years later, like, yeah, they talked about your, your voice and the voicemail was apparently really hot. And they, like, listened to it. And she's like, Oh, well, I did used to work for a phone sex place. And it was mother. <laughs> You're like, thanks, mom. Thanks, <laughs> thanks for that. She, admittedly, she said that she was the person who took the credit card. Uh, she's not nearly creative enough to be the phone sex person. But uh, she did had to. She did have to turn down several men that would call and just kind of try to get into it. And then she's like, no, sir, I just need your credit card information. And then I'll transfer you over to whoever. <laughs> Bunny, foo-foo. <laughs> yeah. Buttercup, cinnamon. <laughs> Clovey spice. <laughs> Well, that was fun. Did you learn anything? Yeah. You did? I did. Good. <laughs> I did too, doing that research. All right. We're going we're gonna to bring in our Gotham Press podcast co-hosts right now. From Bakersfield to Mount Olympus, Gotham Press talks naughty business, sexual topics to explore your whoredom, good if you're new or kinky Yoda. Gotham Press podcast. What's up, everybody? Captain Awesome, back again. I know you miss me. Uh, we so, got Awesome back. Hey, mm-hmm. Captain. So, Captain so, Crunch. 
<laughs> Captain Crunch, awesome berries. He's bringing La La. Awesome <laughs> yeah. He's got my crop, listeners. I, yeah. He's got my crop. I do. So, hey, Lala, you brought a guest. I brought a guest, and you didn't. It happens. My guest is better than yours. It's because I don't have a guest right <laughs> and now. And look how cute she is. <laughs> she is quite cute. <laughs> you want to say hi? Hi. Tell them who you are. I'm Anemic Princess. There you go. Well, right. What's up, Anemic? What up? Why are you being all weird talking like that? What up? Who are you I trying to impress? Yeah. Obviously, we already obviously know you're the cool. listeners. We already know <laughs> oh, you're cool. You don't have to show off for us. <laughs> no, I would never show off for you all. <laughs> Sorry, did somebody need to be towed off? Mm, maybe. Because <laughs> I'm just, yeah, yeah, maybe. Hang on. Ew. Yeah, maybe. Ew. <laughs> Greedy, did you what? get permission to do that? I didn't need permission to do that. Greedy's mistress, please. Greedy's okay, mistress doesn't so, listen. Yeah. I, I, I'm just saying. Hold on. Oh. We know that. He doesn't know that. I'm going to be with her Saturday <laughs> night. I can tell her all the dirty business. Yes, Ooh. you can. Yes. <laughs> it's true. If you would, please, tell her that I am madly in love with her, and I can't wait for this corona bullshit to end. And I'll tell her, but I'm sure you tell her every day anyway. So. He's been a bad, bad boy and needs punishment. <laughs> well, that's kind of why I want to tell on you. Oh. You know, so she can like chart it like on a chalkboard. <laughs> That'd be fun, right? Somebody has a teacher fetish. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't? Hi, Lala. Right? <sighs> I have had several, I mean, several dreams. I think of all of my partners being a teacher or a professor or a librarian in some sort of way. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, ooh, this fetish is bad. Yeah. I'm sorry, professor. I didn't do my homework. Would you like to punish me? Always. Or I didn't return a book <laughs> on time. Or my favorite one is with, with Gigantor, especially because he's a total history nerd, is I did have a dream where he punished me for every question on a history test I didn't get right. And I was very lucky because he brought that dream to life and he asked me history questions and every time I got something wrong, he like got me pretty good. Did did you tell him the dream that you were having? Oh yeah, oh. I told him about it. And, and then, so he was like, I've got her now. Yeah, and he started off with super hard questions. Like he's like, I'm gonna ask you questions about like these Chinese dynasties. So I'm like, okay, let's make this a little more realistic because there's no way I'm gonna get those. Let's stick to US history. Mm-hmm. Wow. I mean, isn't that kind of the point for you to not get the questions right? Okay, but I can't get involved in it if I'm really sitting there thinking like, shit. <laughs> and that's when he hit you. It's like, focus. Mm-hmm. And getting hit with a history book, pretty hot. He hit you with a history book? On what? your tushy or on your arm or like thigh? Uh, oh, on my butt. On your butt. Well, he, he's... This is going to sound... We, we do a lot of role play stuff lately because that's just what the pandemic has brought us. Uh, a history book and uh, my favorite, my favorite hitting implement now for topping and bottoming is a leather-bound Bible. Oh. Yeah. So about that paddle that you had made. <laughs> oh, God. I love... Shout out to JW Paddles for my new favorite paddle that I love so much. I would also like to include that my girlfriend loves it a lot. Yay. <laughs> a whole lot. Bonus. Uh, I've, I've nicknamed her Penny uh, because she says penance across it. And mm-hmm. she is 
the most beautiful work of art that I have in my toy box. Yay! So I'm just so elated. That's awesome. I'm so glad. Yeah. (laughs) Beautiful. Beautiful. How about a yardstick? Because teachers carry yardsticks. So when I had brought that up to Gigantor, we were going through a thrift store months and months ago now. And uh, we found a bucket full of yardsticks. And immediately he grabbed one. He looked at me and like winked at me. And I I had to run away because I was like, no, we can't buy this right now. Your family's here. They're going to ask questions. (laughs) It's a yardstick. You have sewing projects. Wait a second. Doesn't his family already know? They do know, but I don't need them to be that privy to everything that's going on. <laughs> they may not ask for it. They may just look he's like, uh, we know what that's for. Well, to be fair, we were also with his grandparents who definitely do not know <laughs> and do not need to know. <laughs> See, what'll happen is he gets it. He's in line to pay for it. Grandfather looks at him, just kind of winks. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Tells him he's got a paddle with pre-drilled holes in it. Oh, that he can have. Spikes. Wow. Gigantor would probably die. Oh, <laughs> On the spot and wouldn't be able to handle it. Yeah. I mean, we, we told you about what his mom's reaction was, right? Yes. I, you did, I think, but I don't recall. Where she was like, oh, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. And we said, what? And she said, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh. Ooh, there's some dirt there. Yeah. Did she ever, like give you more no more nothing more than that are you glad i uh, he is i'm not i want to know more (laughs) right so now you're just like more please more (laughs) since we shouted out jw paddles we should shout out the rest of our sponsors don't you think we should yes yeah Mm -hmm. steel brat passies Love yeah, them. Yeah. yeah, the cutest ever and i'm going camping with steel brat this weekend well by the time you guys hear this, last weekend. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you haven't noticed in our Discord, he did drop a link to join his petting zoo. Yes. So if you're a little or a pet, you can click on that link and they actually have a passy drop spot. Yeah, we have like a passy showcase, a stuffy showcase, a coloring share channel. So um, it, you don't even have to identify as a little or a pet. You can just be interested in either of those headspaces in any sort of capacity and just uh, join us and have fun talking about it. And then soon you'll have uh, the Thief of Dreams reading you story time. Oh, please. Didn't you already drop a video of Good, yeah. Good Night Moon? Good Night Moon. Yeah. 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 You did? It's in there. And I oh joined too, even though I'm not a little or a pet. Okay. <clears throat> oh. <laughs> Sorry, I, I had to clear my throat. I thought yeah. it'd be better than sneezing bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, who else are our sponsors? Well, we have Piercings by B. Bzzz. Who Buzzy, I? Buzzy B. Adore so much. She's the reason why Greedy and I have matching nipples. Mm. Oh. Oh, Hold on. (laughs) I find that hard to believe. Oh. Oh, do you? Do you need to see evidence? I don't need evidence. Oh. Side by side to show that the nipples are the same. They're not going to be the same, though, Thief, I promise. They're not the same. There's no way. No. He's too pale to have the same. (laughs) You don't know how deep my tan is. That's true. Oh, also, she you burned don't, you. You don't know if it goes all over her body or not. This is true. Oh, good point. Okay, I stand corrected then. <laughs> and and do we have one more? I feel like we have one more. We do. Do you not know who it is? Do you not know of Thief's Touch? 
Oh. Oh, I haven't had... I was completely blank. I was like... <laughs> You're like, who the hell is that? <laughs> no, we, we covered it. <laughs> I, I haven't felt Thief's Touch. I mean, I have. Oh, Lala's my. played with Thief's Touch, so I don't know how... I have? Yeah. She, we haven't Not? even have pictures. You don't mm-hmm. remember? Oh, well, I have. Okay, yeah. Played, played is <laughs> oh, probably yeah. okay. a strong word. I a played word, with yeah. them. Right. And you took photos of yeah. me playing with them. You yeah. handled them. Not they, they weren't used in. Correct. Hey, thief. Yeah. yeah. Thief. Yeah. What is them? Them is they, which are on occasion amazingly beautiful floggers handmade by thief himself. Thank you. There you go. Thief, I'm gonna need you to uh, start pumping yourself up there, buddy. Oh, yeah. okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> It'll uh, take me a second. Wait, wait, no, not right here. <laughs> I want to watch. I need to get closer. You're like six feet away, and I don't like it. So, so what you're saying is you want to sw- switch spots, Lala? Well, I usually sit next to him. Eddie? Don't I? Kind of. That's okay. Don't, don't worry. Do you... Lala, next time, we'll switch out so you and Thief can be really close. <laughs> okay. She wrote in my yearbook, roses are red, violets are blue. Your two inches was good only because I thought I liked you. Wait, out, ouch. Ooh. Yeah. That was someone Lala, else. Lala, why nope. would you do that? That was someone else. Was it her? Is she lying to a thief? No, it was, it was probably somebody else. I didn't even grow up here. That's true. I didn't even go to high school here. You people suck. <laughs> hey, but you know who doesn't suck? Who? Our patrons. Yeah. I mean, some of them do, but only in the best of ways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God. Did that catch you off guard, Lala? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. What kind of nerdy crap we got to talk about? I mean, there's lots of nerdy crap we, we can't didn't talk, talk about. We didn't talk about any nerdy stuff last week. No, so we, we didn't. We need to shove some in this episode. Guess what I watched early this morning? Star Night. No. Oh. Doctor Who. No. Doctor Who will never be the answer to that question oh. when I ask it, by the way. Okay. <laughs> Big Bang Theory. <laughs> One day. No. Zack Snyder's cut of Justice League. Okay, oh. I don't have four hours to put into that right you now. You need yeah. to. Oh, that's right. You did make a comment you on some really of need, Yeah, no spoilers, but I, I will say this, that anybody that, any anybody, I mean, just watch, you need to watch it. Like, even if you break it down into parts, because it is in parts. You don't have to watch the full four hours right in one sitting. Like, it Wait, has... Wait, hold on. In parts such as, like, what, an hour or... there? Yeah, uh, like 45 minutes to an hour, I think the parts are. Because there's, like, parts one through six. And it, it, you know, it'll come up on the screen like, Sleep? no. It's, it's a, it's a, he did such a good job of wrapping all these storylines together in a way that didn't make you feel like anybody was being left out or you were like, like maybe you're not a fan of, of Aquaman and you're just like, fuck dude, I don't want to sit through 45 minutes of watching this backstory. Like, like there's, and there's not really any backstories either. So, which is also, I find comforting since every fucking movie with Batman in it has a goddamn backstory. Wait, did, but, did the, did he change the beginning of the movie? I don't remember the theatrical release. Okay, in the theatrical release, the very first scene is the uh, funeral of Bruce's parents. That's gone. Thank fucking God. Yeah, that is com- that's completely gone. That's, uh, and and if you if you're on the fence about it, watch the first fifteen minutes. And if you can stop, then kudos to you because I couldn't. I am, I am personally very very um, antsy isn't the word um apprehensive uh, thank you apprehensive about dc superhero movies this day and age they should have left it in snyder's hands they should have completely left it in his hands and he proves it with this 
Like they're they, yeah, they shouldn't have gave it to fucking whatever his name is. I have a question. Yeah. Is Justice League a movie? Yes. And should I watch that before I watch this other one? Which one? Is it wait? Is there Justice League and then another one made by this Zach person? He made um, Man of Steel. Uh, The Superman movie. So Lala, what's going on? The movie Justice League came out two, three years ago now. I don't know. I don't. It's been a while. Right, but it came out a while ago, and it got panned as horrible by almost everybody. It was bad. So the reason that everybody thinks it was bad is because the original director had to bow out like midway through. Mm-hmm. So they had to give it to somebody else who did all these rewrites. So the cut that just got released on HBO Max is the original cut that the original director wanted. And that one is a four-hour movie. Okay. So do I need to watch the bad one first no, to know no, what's going on with no, the four-hour one? Not at all. Okay. You don't even need to watch any of the the prior... Well, there weren't really that many prior movies. The only one you need to watch is Batman v Superman. Mm, uh, yeah, yeah, that would be the only one. Because otherwise, you're not going to know what's why Superman's not in the you know. But it uh, even that you could probably just watch a YouTube video on Batman <laughs> watch a review, Superman. yeah. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, it's so good. And they because my problem with the theatrical release was they tried so hard to be an Avengers movie. It felt oh, like to God. me, yeah, and they this that badly. This does away with. All of that. Wait, so I have a question then. Yeah. And I, I, I'm going to give it its, its due course. Mm-hmm. But did they completely change the entire movie? Or are there still the same story beats? Both. So, right. so they changed it, but they but it hits the same story beats, but they do it in a different way. Uh, they also changed some of that too. So oh. like um, Steppenwolf is a much bigger character, bigger story arc. Um He's, I'm still not. I still think they should have went with a different villain, but I haven't seen the movie yet, so I'll give it a. A steal. lot of people thought that too because they're like, "How can you go to like the number seven bad boy on DC's list of villains?" I don't even know if he's number seven. He's like lower than that. Is he lower than that? <laughs> to, to, in my because before the movie, I had no idea who the fuck that was. We'll see in the in the from what I've read from comment comments online and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. People were really upset because. They went with him instead of choosing like Brainiac or somebody lower on the tier, and not doing such a big Marvel type of Thanos situation. And my my thing is this: if they were going to go that route, I don't know Stephen Wolf, but they could have gone with like Granny Goodness, her, right? That that character I know because they could have brought her in with her. Uh, she doesn't call them Valkyries; she calls them something else. Um, I can't remember what it is off the top of my head, but that would have been, oh, hey, here's this villain and here's her minions that are actually like a threat to the Justice League. Okay. Whereas as far as, again, I don't know from Seven Wolf is the first movie. It's, oh, hey, here's a guy with like, here, here's a bet, a bunch of things that you guys can probably kill in a hit. <laughs> well, yeah, the, the proto demons or yeah, whatever the proto- they are. Yeah. yeah. They they're still there, sadly. But I mean, they well, that, that's just a thing from 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 Dark Side from right. uh, uh, Apocalypse. I get that. That's fine. And the other thing is, is Steppenwolf is the main main antagonist, I guess, of of the of the, the movie. movie. Yeah, but he's not the main bad guy. And you learn about that a lot more in this cut than you did the theatrical oh, one. Oh, thank God! So they're finally bringing in fucking Dark Side. Yes, good. 
Yes. Okay. And, and I'll give you a little spoiler because it's not much of a spoiler. Um, they kind of set it up pretty quick. Is um, Steppenwolf has been banished by Darkseid. And so the reason he's here. Oh, he's trying to get back in Darkseid's good yes, graces. Yes. And so it's. Okay. It's, Maybe I'll I'll give it. Um, I'm a bit more intrigued now. Yeah, we'll go it's, with that. It's the, the it's got much better story than the theatrical release. I am so sorry, Lala. We are boring you, and I we're know. boring anemic and greedy's checked out. No, he's not. <laughs> it's when, okay. At least Facebook's interesting. When you oh, when wow. you mentioned Granny Goodness, it was like spark. Ooh, I know that. How do I? I need to look this person up because I remember. <laughs> you remember that character? Yes. Right. So well, I just say it because. This entire time has been me talking to Thief and Thief talking to me, and the rest of you just been like, mm. right? Well, they've I mean, been absorbing the information. Oh, that we're is that what it is? There. They've been yeah. absorbing. Yeah, yeah, totally. All right, so exactly. Uh, what so, they so said. hold on. Here's the thing. So, did you enjoy what uh, me and Thief gave you? You liked it, didn't you? Yeah, so. I didn't fall asleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the response that, that every man wants to hear from exactly. every woman that he's with. Wow, yes. I'm that's fine by me because I put that in the contract that they signed prior to our. <laughs> How, do, how does that go, Thief? If you fall asleep, then you still consent. Wow. Oh. I like it. That could be That's hot. right up my alley. Yeah. But it has to be renewed every time they stay over. Okay. It's not All a, right. it's not you a know universal what? thing. Thief? That's fine. Yeah. I need, to, okay I need to work with you on contract. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. that well, I, you just, you say nothing. You're, I mean, you're owned by somebody, good sir. Well, that, that, okay. So I, I want to give him kudos for... Pre-negotiating and having a, a written contract with that the foresight to have that in there, <laughs> but I don't know how I feel about that. I love it. Uh, Obviously, the the ladies love it. Well, to be fair, some people uh, classify uh, sex while asleep or sex while any sort of form of inebriated or if you're high or anything like that as, as rape as yeah as as rape yeah. So can. If you are in that situation and you are asleep, even if you give permission prior, does it mean when you're asleep, can you actually revoke that consent? Because you're sleeping. Same thing that if you're inebriated or if you're... I, I say this to someone who is very heavily into like replay and CNC and all this kind of stuff like that. So those are the arguments I've heard and I totally, totally get it and echo it. So that's probably some things that you should consider before you ever enter that kind of play or scene. You that's need why to negotiate. You need to know your person oh, really why, well. That's also why it needs to be revisited each, each time. time. Right. Not yeah. a universal contract. And also, yeah. you are correct. Technically, yes, if you're unconscious, that is rape. Yeah. There's it doesn't matter. Like that's just that's how it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So So you better do a damn good job <laughs> have them wake up happy. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's like, wow, I feel amazing. What did you do? Everything. <laughs> I like it. Wouldn't you like to know? That actually raises another question. Yes. If you have sex while you're asleep and you don't know about it, do you wake up with that endorphin rush? Huh. huh. Interesting. Well, you can, like, come in your sleep, so... Heck yeah. And you feel pretty good. I know. I was, at, I was like, it's really weird. Like, if, if you've ever woken up I, I can say that i've had an orgasm from a dream and have woken up and be like yo this is great <laughs> heart's racing a little yeah okay huh. so so now i have another question based off of what you said okay people that sleepwalk do are there people that sleep fuck 
That's the thing. There are people that cook while they're sleepwalking. This is true. That is people true. People that do... Me- like Drive. Yeah, my yeah. dad drove when he was uh, sleepwalking. Oh, you yeah, didn't know this? Scary. No. Yeah, people mm-hmm. do things that they would normally do while they're sleepwalking. Yeah. yeah. There was a lady wow. who went to her doctor and she's like, I don't know what's wrong with me. I just haven't been feeling right. And they said, well, you're pregnant. She goes, that's impossible. I've been divorced for two years. And she, they're like, well, congrats, you're pregnant. And she's like, no, that's... I haven't had sex. And the doctor's like, okay, whatever you want to say, lady. Like, have a nice day. You know, I don't know what to tell you. You're pregnant. And so they figured out that um, her ex moved into an apartment downstairs. And she would sleepwalk and go there. And she couldn't figure out why he was, like, always being so nice to her and and always, like, wanting to get back together. And he telling her that you're sending me such mixed signals and and didn't get it because she was sleepwalking going down there and having sex with him and then going home. Oh, wow. wow. Personally, I would like to say let's put the blame on the guy who's there because you can generally tell when someone is sleepwalking. Like, yeah, they look like they're awake, but they are not there. They're they are out. not. Yeah, they are well, checked out. And I would figure that if they were exes, he probably knew that this was something that was going on. So it could sound a little bit like he was gaslighting her a bit. In fairness, this was an episode of House. There you go. Oh, okay. I remember that episode now. <laughs> okay. I'm like, that sounds really familiar. I was trying to think like, where did I hear that in? <laughs> it wasn't BBC One. <laughs> jeez. Was the Virgin Mary a sleepwalker? Oh, jeez. <laughs> wow. That opens up so many new windows. <laughs> windows? And a door. And a door. And legs? Uh, Thighs? Virgin Mary's. <laughs> I swear to God, I'm going to get hate mail for that question. <laughs> Listeners, if you want to send hate mail to Greed, <laughs> do please send it to, uh, what's, what's your Fat Life account? Uh, Gotham Press Podcast at <laughs> gmail.com. That's not your fat life account. No, it's not. <laughs> it's actually Captain Awesome eighty uh, two. Send all your grievances to. <laughs> Go for it. Love it. Bring it on, kids. All right. Oh, that would be hilarious. I think we should talk more nerd stuff. More oh nerd my God. stuff. The Vatican's gonna assassinate Hold on. me. Lala, are you okay? Uh huh. She needs her nerd fill. Is that? I want to hear you guys talk about Marvel now. You talked about DC. Let's now change to Marvel. Yes, let's talk about Marvel because I oh Marvel. let's because um, I watched Wandavision. Yeah, I haven't I, watched it yet. I have to be honest. Three episodes in, I was really about to stop watching it, and then and then episode four happened. <laughs> I, that's what I hear everyone say. They say, "Oh no, you gotta stick around till episode four. Because the day before then, they're like, "Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's cool." <gasps> yeah, like the first three episodes, <clears throat> if. It's just, it's just cheesy throwback kind. Of, it's it's based in like the uh, '40s and '50s t- style of yeah. sitcoms, and and it just did nothing for me. And then they always throw that little stinger in right at the end, where you're like, "Ooh, there's something more going on here." Mm-hmm. And then like the, after the third one, I was like, "All right, if we're done with, the, they're not gonna tell me what the fuck is. I'm done." And then episode four, and you're like, oh, "Okay." I said, "You must be patient, young yeah. Padawan." I know, and I'm not, and. <laughs> I'm really surprised that so many people stuck around. Like, I'm I'm surprised that not more people just didn't I'm, watch it. I'm not surprised by that because, and I've re- I've seen this multiple times online with uh, reviews and things. Nothing else Marvel came out th- this past year. People needed their Marvel fix. That's and, true too. And I suspect that um, Marvel fans. Like, if you identify as a Marvel fan, then you are going to watch everything that's Marvel. 
So WandaVision coming out, even if you don't necessarily like it for the first two episodes, you're probably still going to watch it because you want to know everything about that universe, right? right? Yeah, and to find out what they're setting up for things to come and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah uh, precisely. Like For me personally, I when I was younger, I would watch like old school Nick at Night with uh, Dick Van Dyke mm-hmm. with, with those black and white shows, and I enjoyed them. So watching this was like, oh, okay, I see what they're, what they're doing with this. That's really cool. Yeah. So I have that nostalgia factor to, to help me through it. And then when it, as it was getting you know further in, it's like, okay, because I, I watch a lot of TV. I'm that kid. <laughs> <laughs> so as they're doing like different references to different shows, like, okay, I know that. I know that. I'm just like pointing things out to myself. Are we talking like Leave it to Beaver, June and Cleaver? Well, that would have been, I mean, um, been like episodes one and two. So each episode yeah. was a different decade. Yes. So oh. the first episode was the fifties, then or like Happy like, Days. No, uh, not Happy Days so much. The first episode was more of a Dick Van Dyke sort of thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, the second episode was more of a yeah, kind of like a, a Cleaver and all that. Leave it to Beaver. Leave it to Beaver. The Thank Cleavers. you. Yeah, yeah, the Cleavers. Um, third episode. Brady Bunch. Was third episode Brady Bunch? I didn't. They do the the portraits around. Oh, you're right. Third episode was was Brady Bunch. Yeah. Okay. And then you know it just keeps going from there. Like Until, in the Full House, and then Malcolm in the Middle, and then yeah. there's like other ones that are more modern that I had no idea what the uh, fuck they were talking they, about. If you've ever seen Modern Family, or heard of oh, Modern okay. Family, I've heard of it. That that was one of the later episodes, and I liked the opening for that episode because they did several different openings all together. They had um, oh, Family Ties, um, Full House, and um, fuck, Family Matters. Not, not family matters. No, they had, they which, had, which? they had like zero black shows, <laughs> zero <laughs> black sitcoms in well, that. <laughs> and that brings up a good point. Like, could they, if they would have put in like the Cosby's or like, would people have been offended by that? Because I don't there's know. no black, you know, there's like there, one there, black. Yeah, actor. there's one black character in that entire thing. No, there are two, but still, it would have been, it would have been definitely out of place at right. that point. Uh, yeah, overall, I enjoyed it. I I can't say anything because we don't want to spoil things for Lala. Right? Yeah, or for me. Don't don't. Oh, you haven't seen it yet either. I I have not. I think I'm gonna watch it at some point with Gigantric. He did bring up wanting to watch it. We just we only get one day off together. So well, here's the thing. I would definitely recommend watching it sooner rather than later because tomorrow. Well, this will be one week ago when this comes out. Uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier is yeah. coming out. He is a much more hardcore Marvel like fan in general than i am but i still try to keep up with it oh god you're a dc girl aren't you no i'm not i'm (laughs) way more marvel than i am dc i just kind of fell off of the whole superhero kick after a while i was really hardcore with it and then i don't know i i got into oh i got into kink that's what happened that became became my new special interest you know what so here's the funny thing with that statement i had people say this kind of like in a derogatory way before but i find it funny now it's like yeah I used to be into comics and games and all that. And then I started having sex. <laughs> I'm like, right. You know what? Cool. I had, I started having sex too. I still did that stuff though. I enjoyed it both. <laughs> I have a question. Not about sex. <gasps> Do we need to watch WandaVision before the winter soldier? Winter soldier. We don't no. know yet. Wait. Technically we don't know yet. Uh, well, here's, sorry. Here's the thing about that. The shows are airing out of order. Oh, that's right. Because in the original setup for all this, it was supposed to be the Black Widow movie, then Falcon and Winter Soldier, 
then Loki, and then WandaVision. WandaVision was supposed to be the last mm. one oh. in the order. So what? Whatever happened to Black Widow? Did they ever? That never got released, right? Or it, did it? It did not get released. They're still they're still pushing back, hoping for a theatrical release. Yeah, oh. I remember seeing the trailers for it though. Yeah, because well, okay, I'm trying to think. See, I'm trying to remember the order. It was Black Widow. It was Falcon and Winter Soldier. It was Loki, the mutants. That's what it was. Ah, they're supposed to do a mutants movie. And then WandaVision. I knew I was missing oh, one. Oh, the, um, the, um, oh. It's just called The Mutants. <laughs> oh, was it? Yeah, because that was, the X-Men comics were originally going to be called The Mutants. Oh. And then they changed it because, you know, The Mutants didn't, you know, pop like X-Men would. What's the, the, not Incredibles, the, in. Fantastic Four? No. Invincible? No. Which is another thing which looks There was really another cool. another Marvel series that was gonna talk about the mutants Ah oh, fuck. I don't know. Never mind. I I lost it. I don't have it. It's okay. We'll we'll figure it out one day. <laughs> Captain Awesome and the Legion of Doom. No. Why the fuck it, are you missing with a DC I. property in the Marvel conversation? Because I can. Because somebody out there is going to feel triggered by that. I mean, oh, wait, ultimately, ultimately, we will have like a, a Spider-Man versus Batman crossover. <laughs> I mean, yeah, when Disney owns everything, that'll happen. I just want like Batman and Iron Man to get in a fight by throwing money at each other, and then Peter Parker kind of crawls beneath them, picking up the money, like <laughs> that- <laughs> stuffing it in his suit. <laughs> I was going to say, technically, oh. if you want that, go back to the mid-90s when they had that crossover uh, between Marvel and DC. Mm-hmm. It was so good. Yeah. Some of those I, were really I good. Think, I think Batman was fighting Iron Man, but I could be wrong. I don't remember. I, I, it's I, been so long. Yeah. I just remember Spider-Man was fighting Superboy. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that... Okay, I have a, a massive question regarding the oh. Snyder Cut. I thought he that was going to say something. massive boner. Didn't That's you? I, <laughs> Daddy Shark just I have in. a yeah. massive, <laughs> massive question for you. Massive throbbing question. There's a huge question that came up for me during one of the scenes with Lois Lane. Okay. And when she opened her nightstand and one of the things that was inside the nightstand. The vibrator? No, it was not. Personal massager? No. <laughs> Butt plug? Nope. Rose vibrator? Sucker no. thingy? Kryptonite. No. <laughs> crucifix. No. The electric, electric toothbrush. Kryptonite crucifix. No. It wasn't an electric crucifix either. Damn it. Anyway, well, what, what what was it? I don't want to say. I want to let people watch it because it, it never it never came up again. So why would you bring it up if you're just going to blue ball everybody? if you fucking see it, you're going to be like, wait, what? Okay, so what we'll do is after after we're recording, we'll talk because okay, I'm like I'm a photograph of Superman. <laughs> no, that's, Peter Parker. I, no, no, <laughs> a naked photograph of um, Bruce Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> that's better than what I was going to say. I was, was going to say Jonathan Kent. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, no, a naked picture of La- of uh, Lana Lang. <laughs> oh, Captain America. No, I mean, we're just tossing out all kinds now. of nerd things. <laughs> but if anybody else saw it and they and they they know what I'm talking about, um, comment on the Discord. Yeah, please. let me know if there's any relevance to that or if it was just a random thing. 
I guess I'll have to watch it sometime next week. What yeah. movie was that in? That was in the Snyder Cut of Justice League on HBO Max. Oh. Yeah. Lala, so you immediately got bored. I could see it in your face. I was going to look up Lois Lane's um, nightstand. There's <laughs> also something about Lois Lane. That I don't know if it just went over my head because I don't know that much about DC stuff. Mm-hmm. But there, there's more that's happening than, than, you're, than, than we know right now. It all depends on how they want to go about it. Wait, did they go with the storyline where Lois Lane turned black? Black? That's the thing that happened in the comics. Um, like she like turned black in the middle of the series, or was she just already there and black? No, no, she literally. <laughs> what? Oh God, it's going to get problematic. All right, it, let's go it, for it. It could. <laughs> no, in this in the comics, Lois Lane need to do a story on something in the inner city, mm-hmm. oh, and no. they oh. found, or Superman had a machine, I think. Some some way Superman was able to change her race. I'm hurt. You're and, hurting me. <laughs> She changed her race, went, did the story, and was like, oh my God, these people have, have it so rough, so bad, you know, all this. And then she's like, okay, I'm ready to change back. Now. Yeah, I was going to say, thank God I could be white again. Pretty much. <laughs> and that, that, that story back then was like, whatever. Yeah. Nowadays, people are like, oh my God, that's a thing? <laughs> well, since we're uh, talking about representation in superhero stuff... Uh-huh. Uh, can we talk about the uh, first gay teen Captain America? We can. We can. I personally am very excited that my Captain America has a septum piercing, much like me. So, And is also <laughs> very gay, much like me. Um, very gay? What? Does Shark Boy know this? <laughs> Shark Boy is very aware. Uh, that you're gay? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's my purse. Anyway. Um, <laughs> But one of the things that I really like about it, I had read the description about it a few days ago and again today, um, was that part of the plot of it is, you know, obviously he's gay, he's a teenager, whatever. Mm -hmm. But his main thing that he does is that he protects uh, homeless youth. And I feel like that's really cool just because something that they didn't mention in the article is that a large portion of homeless youth tend to be um, LGBT identified. I was aware of that fact, and I'm re- I, like you said when I read that, I'm like, oh yeah, that's a really good thing, a really good thing to focus on because people people gloss over that a lot. They do, and I, I feel like that makes it a little bit more realistic, and maybe makes it a little bit more immersive. So it doesn't feel, you know, everyone um, sometimes people get this thing of just like, well, why does this person? have to be gay why does this person have to be black and that Mm. makes it seem as if that being any of those things is different from what is considered considered to be the norm also also you get that a lot whenever because they do it more in dc than they do in marvel Uh, at least they used to now now it may switch i'm not sure um where a hero will die or leave retire or whatever and then somebody else takes up that same mantle Mm-hmm. And if they're not a cookie cutter version of what they saw before, or just it's already known, like, hey, this I'm only do this temporarily until they come back, people lose their fucking minds. Oh, absolutely. You know, but I think that people forget um, because of what they're used to seeing in media. They're used to seeing this uh, sort of 
white straight, bread. cis, white bread thing, right? And we know, we know logically that the world isn't like that, right? But when that's all that you see on TV, you expect to continue seeing those things on TV. So I kind of wonder if maybe people are misunderstanding and thinking that they're franchising upon being diverse which they very well could be you know i, mean, I don't put it past corporations to do that if it sells if it sells a product they are more than happy to do that i'm a- sure absolutely but in another way as as not great as that is um i feel like it's really important for people especially you know nerds who are into this stuff mm-hmm. to see people who look like them yes one thousand percent gives them more relatability on that on that line, uh, into the Spider Verse, you, you remember that, yeah? I'm sure you remember. Of course. That. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Says the two black people at the table. <laughs> what about Miles? Fuck. I had a point, and then you started mocking it, and uh, we no, no, we, we weren't it. mocking it. We were just like laughing over the camaraderie that we just had. <laughs> God damn it! I I had a reason to bring that up. Okay, we were talking about different ethnicities in comics. Uh, Representation in comics. There's also... Sorry, if you remember, Mm -hmm. we'll come right back to you. But um, there was also something... Because like when I was a huge Spider-Man fan when I was younger. And I loved Spider-Man comics. Mm -hmm. And I had no idea that there was a black Mm Spider-Man. In fact, I had full-on conversations with people about race. Because they were like... um, Oh no! Toby Maguire is the name that popped in my head. And <laughs> right um, Peter Parker. Peter Parker. Yeah, they're and they were like, Peter Parker is a white kid. He's from Brooklyn. I'm like, it doesn't matter that he's white. He could be a black kid from Brooklyn. It's still his whole identity is built around his neighborhood. So like, he could be any color. There's no, there's yeah. no yeah. stopping that. And yeah, and then I found out. Well, there's there's a, a black Spider-Man, and I was like, um, what? There's what? I mean, tech- I've never heard of it. Like, it well, just- have have you all heard of? There's this term that I hear used a whole lot where they talk about uh, like queer coding characters or POC queering uh, coding characters. They talk about that uh, Peter Parker in some ways is kind of coded as someone who may be Jewish because they say a lot of the people who worked on it maybe necessarily didn't want to push. Um, an agenda? He, yeah, push an agenda necessarily. But they are talking about that some of the issues that he deals with and some of the ways that he grew up and interacted with people apparently was pretty common in Jewish communities. And there's a lot of people who worked on the comic over the years who are Jewish. Right. So I've never heard that specifically, but I'm not surprised yeah. at all. It's I, just a theory I heard, of well, course. Well, what I was going to say is usually comic book writers, they write what they know. Exactly. So if they come from a... Jewish upbringing, they're writing something about that. Yeah, they're they're bringing some of their yeah. perspective into it. What I was going to say earlier, though, was in the early 90s, Marvel had a run of comics called the uh, 2099 series. Basically, based, you know, in the future, mm-hmm. the Spider-Man of 2099. Is it 2099 or 2999? One of those. 2099, uh, I think. Tw- okay, but either way, um, no, it's 2999. I remember that now. Was it really? I think so. I'm very, I'm vague, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Anyway, the uh, Spider-Man at that time was half Hispanic. Hmm. Yeah. So it's like, oh, okay. Because I remember reading, I was like, huh, that's not Peter. (laughs) (laughs) And writing what you know speaks a lot to the fact that we need more people of color in the writing rooms. Absolutely. That's been a thing that people have been screaming for years. But the problem is that they don't really 
Okay, you you. I'm sorry, you were right, Thief. It's twenty ninety nine. Thank you, Greedy. <laughs> well, actually, you were right because you're the one that said it first. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> Either way, we were both right at some point. Yes. <laughs> One of my favorite things, sorry, since you brought up about, uh, like, people of color being in the writing rooms, I was thinking about, uh, you know how many times I have seen, like, uh, female-identified comic book artists on Twitter, right? And, like, they'll, they'll say something. The most recent one I saw was someone who wrote a lot for The Punisher, right? And she was making a joke as just kind of like, oh, maybe if the Punisher smiled more, then he'd get more attention. (laughs) Right. So it was obviously like a funny, like backhanded joke. And some guy commented, well, if you ever actually read the series and knew his backstory, you'd understand. Wow. Really? It was one of those. Yeah. And so she sends him a picture. Uh, She has a collection of all the comics that she's written for. Right. So she Mm -hmm. just took a picture of it and she just responded with that. And he's like, "Okay, cool. You're a female nerd who's read a lot of comics. And someone finally said, Check the author's name, dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> wow. No, no. I saw, I saw something on TikTok a couple weeks ago now where they were, you, I'm not sure if you've had this experience or not. Um, girl comes in. Oh, hey, I like that comic. Oh, really? Oh, really? Name this and this and this about it. Yeah, exactly. Like, why do we need to defend our nerd don't. And that's the sad thing. Like, okay. Do you know of Miss Marvel? I know of, yes. Okay. Miss Marvel, uh, Kamala Khan. So, for that, because I remember seeing an ad for it or, or something on t- television uh, a while back talking about how the. It was, on, it was an ad on YouTube, that's what it was. Talking about how when Marvel's like, hey, we need a new Miss Marvel, uh, but we want her to be of a specific ethnic descent, mm-hmm. they, actually, they actually went in like, okay, who do we have here at Marvel that could write this and actually bring those experiences to life on the page i like that yeah that is all (laughs) (laughs) that that is our talk about representation in in comic books well (laughs) this isn't so much geeky but um there's a series that was born or spawned from the sons of anarchy series on fx that's uh the mayans mc oh i've heard of that yeah the first two seasons were helmed by the creator of the sons of anarchy kurt sutter who's just a white guy Mm -hmm. and then between seasons two and three they decided kurt you gotta go and we're just gonna stay with the the writers that we have currently which were all i'm presuming latinx and so they they did that in season three it's fucking amazing. Like, well, it's so much more. And even Kurt Sutter, the creator of it, said, I am so glad that they, I was removed from this project because it is so much better. Because he couldn't speak to that experience. Yes. It, exactly. Well, I mean, you you all talked a few weeks ago about how the new season of Bonding is so much better because they did their research and got people in the lifestyle mm-hmm. that were there. Yeah. It's the same thing when it comes to representation on, like, the basis of race or ethnicity. Having people who have lived that experience to be able to lend their expertise to that particular area exactly. makes it so much better and a much more earnest story i'm showing uh i need a picture of the uh writer for miss marvel <laughs> she's very cute do like mm-hmm. <laughs> sorry i'm gay uh anyway. <laughs> you don't need to apologize <laughs> yeah, okay. apology not accepted because it's not needed <laughs> exactly uh, but what i am Actually excited about regarding Miss Marvel and comic book movies going forward. In the new Captain America, uh, Captain America, wow, Captain Marvel movie that's supposed to be coming out, they're going to be introducing her character in that. Cool. 
So they Wait, hold up. So there's Miss Marvel's different from Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel? Correct. Mm-hmm. Okay, how? Who are they? I don't okay. know anything about okay. these people. So Captain Marvel was Miss Marvel in the comics. Okay. Captain Marvel was Miss Marvel for quite some time. The original Captain Marvel who I think his name was like just Marvel or something like that, uh, dies. And so they had to get somebody else to take up that mantle. And so Miss Marvel takes up the mantle of Captain Marvel. That's how you get Carol Danvers in there. And so when she vacates that, they need a new Miss Marvel. And so Miss Marvel is now taken up by Kamala Khan. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, that's 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 how a lot of times they will introduce either new characters or new blood into a into a title by just saying, Okay, well this character is moving on to this, so we need somebody to take up this slot. Okay. Huh. Interesting. Why didn't they just put Kamala Khan as Captain Marvel? Because Kamala Khan's character is a teenager. And doesn't have that power set. Ooh, circling okay. back around to the uh the I get what you're I get what you're saying. They could have just made her age her up and given yeah, her that power yeah. set. But that was not what the writers did. So Okay. Cool. Now the Captain America deal where I guess somehow the story revolves around like the shield. They're chasing the shield. They're trying to find the shield. Yes, yes. His shield got stolen or something like that, I believe. And it's it's like just going around giving people like I guess he's going not- around America. They're searching. From what I read in the article, they are searching for his shield. Right. And in searching for his shield, they run into all of these other would-be Captain Americas all over the country. Because Captain America is a symbol. Okay, but they don't necessarily have his shield then. Right, they don't necessarily have his oh, shield. okay. But they're still... So every time they hear about something, they have to go there like, okay, maybe this is... Because I was wondering if like, if they find the LGBT you know, version of, uh, of Captain America or whatever, and, and mm-hmm. he's just like, that's my shield, I want it back. And you're just like, okay, hold on. Like, <laughs> oh, and So it, you're just going to take the shield from this kid that's like saving all these well, other kids? And-, and his shield is a trash can lid, by the way. Uh, which okay. I think is really cute. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's a matter of okay. Everybody hears about all these different, all these different Captain Americas all over the country now. So now Steve has to like, okay, well, we have to follow this thread to see where my shield ended up at, and they find all oh, these other ones. Okay. I get it now. Yeah. So he's not just trying to hunt down his shield and, and take it from whoever has it. Like I'm I mean, Captain America. I mean, he is going to take it from whoever has it. Right. But, but it's not the, the the heroes they're running into. It's not the, the right. He's not beating up random people. Right. It's like give me my shield. Right. I want like, it back. Marvel's like we're going to give you this this LGBT hero, and then we're going to have Captain America like just come in and, and beat him. Yeah. 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 That's what that's what really what you want. Here's our LGBTQ right. That's what hero. I was thinking. I was like, and here's the white guy beating him. Yeah. How's this play out exactly? <laughs> a white guy with super strength. Beating him half to death. We're gonna make him a statistic. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. No, oh, oh no. See, that's rough right now. <laughs> Have you? Did you hear about the uh, what happened in Atlanta? The the shooting at the massage parlor. Yeah, that, that one. Yeah, that was obviously a racially based crime. That the news is not reporting that way, even though it's very specifically like targeting Asian women. Yes. Yeah, that one. Oh, it was what eight people, I believe. I believe so. Yeah, I believe six six of them were Asian women. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes, you, you guys want to say audience member? I'm confirming. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, and because I saw something on YouTube earlier, and it just pissed me off mm-hmm. talking about it. 
the officer that was talking to the press about this, the words from him were, well, you know, he had a really bad day that day. And so we're going to do our best to get this taken care of. But, you know, he, you know, he, he, this is not a hate crime at all. He just had a bad day. Oh, so he decided to take it out on a bunch of Asian women. I'm sorry. Uh, Asian he, sex workers. Asian sex workers, yeah. And, I mean, frankly, when you're a police officer, most of the time when you're called to a scene somewhere, you're probably dealing with someone on the worst day of their life. So I'm sure he had a very bad day. But, frankly, I could give a fuck less. I'm like, I'm it pretty sure those crime. other eight people had worse days. Yeah, I would argue that, too. Along with their families. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is this a story that I need to look up? Because yes. yes. I've been like under a rock. Yeah, th- this this happened, what, yesterday? or No, two days ago. I think it was probably a couple days ago. I remember doom scrolling about it. It's it's something you should look at. It's very, it is very frustrating the way that it was reported. Yeah. That's it. The reports really didn't change until there was literally a social media outcry, outcry going, are you serious? You can't tell that this was a targeted hate, hate crime. crime attack. <laughs> and then media outlets started switching up their, their tune. Yeah. Oh, that that was the reason I saw it today was um a new show I watch on YouTube, uh Philip DeFranco. Mm-hmm. He was going back over it saying, Oh, so that officer that I talked about yesterday, yeah, apparently no, more news has come out about him because you know social media is a thing that doesn't go away. Yep. He apparently last year, during the whole coronavirus, he either supported or Something, something along the lines of basically, he was definitely supporting this this company, and had one of the shirts that had like it said Corona. It had like the the Corona beer symbol, but it was like a biohazard symbol. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know, uh, brought to you by by Asians. Oh, okay. I was and, gonna say the right. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, if you're a police officer, you don't want anything that could remotely make you seem like you're racist at or all biased in any yeah. sort of form yeah that is not a good idea but they don't give a shit because they're protected by their little community of blue yeah 100% that's true there. yeah anyway uh, that got really serious i am so <laughs> sorry it, it, it sparked a thought and i just felt i should talk about it yeah absolutely agree uh, hey i'm gonna vote that we've had too much nerd talk and we should talk about kink i would love that kinky stuff people so, Lala? What? Kink. What's kink? Huh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so she wants us to talk about kinky stuff. Wait, hold, hold, hold on, Greedy. Greedy. Hold on. So, yeah. since Lala doesn't know. Hey, Nimic. And she ignores me. No, I'm looking at you. <laughs> uh, what, what's kink? Uh... Kink is something that increases your pleasure and is typically a form of alternate sexuality, I would say. I like that answer. Yeah. Uh, I think that's like opposed to a fetish, which is if you have a foot fetish, then in order to get off, you might really, really need feet to be involved. If you have a foot kink, then it adds to the pleasure, but may not be as much of a need. That's the way I've heard it described. I don't know if I'm right. I like that answer. I'll I'll, I'll take that. Okay. (laughs) Oh, uh, so Lala, I know we're getting off the nerd stuff and more into the kink stuff, but it looks here like you finished watching something. I did. What'd you watch? Trigonometry. What'd you think? I loved it. Okay. What did you think of the ending? I was very really excited for them. I don't want to give anything away, but I was. I, really, we did already. <laughs> we did. Um, <laughs> I was really happy. Well, I was really sad 
because Ray was going to leave. Mm-hmm. But then when they f- came back and all three of them were in the hospital, yeah. I was really excited. I, it just made me so happy because they were all holding hands and they were all looking at... They were they were in their polycule. Yeah, it was so cute. <laughs> I loved it. Good. I was very happy with the ending. I'm glad you enjoyed it. All right, so let's see. Is that, is, that's all you had about trigonometry? Okay. Yeah, I'm glad I watched the end. And even though, <laughs> even though I guess you guys spoil it, spoiled it, I don't remember you spoiling it, but that's my brain. Wait, maybe I'm thinking. Oh wait, no, I was thinking about um, what was the other one that was crap? Oh, there's no I in three. There's no I in three. There's not. Yeah, we totally did spoil that one. So, oh, I heard, well, I heard that one was like toxic as all hell and not a good representation anyway. So it well, it was, was about open relationships. It wasn't about kink like poly or kink. Poly. well even then i feel like open relationships get highly demonized any sort of form of non-monogamy gets super demonized it does sadly so like i they don't talk enough about having one healthy boundaries with other people with other sexual partners or romantic partners for right, that matter right. so right yeah because they keep referring to it as cheating yeah that that first th- those first lines that he gave just pissed me off so much in that movie yeah it wasn't good mm. did you watch it I did not because I heard a negative review of it. Okay. And I don't like to get frustrated that way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what you, you like being frustrated other ways. <laughs> I do. But that's very specifically why I did not watch Bonding. I think because of you, Captain Awesome. I think you had told me when you had watched it. The first yeah, season. Yeah. It was after the first season. And you're like, yeah, they did this and this and this. And it wasn't cool. Like, it was funny. But it just, it didn't Yes, really I, I remember it. that conversation. Yeah. yeah. And, and knowing that I'd be frustrated, I didn't watch it. But upon hearing you say that they did so much better at the second season, mm-hmm. I'm much more willing to sit through the first season and be frustrated knowing it's going to get better. Right. Okay. Perfect. It, it it actually makes the first season better because you can watch it now and go, oh no, oh no, 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 like <laughs> oh no, darling, honey, what are you doing? Right. No, and then it all ties in. Yeah, because like oh, they didn't know what they were doing. They right. were yeah. they were stupid. Not where it was just the first thing. It was like wait, she's supposed to know what she's yeah, doing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now I yeah. When you put it in that in that framing, I like it a lot better now. And it makes it really is kind of describes a lot i won't say everybody but like definitely my experiences in kink too where you come into it and you're like all right i want to try ropes so i'm just gonna fucking just wrap this around somebody mm-hmm. you're willing yeah you're done okay cool put your arms out you know and you don't know what you're doing yeah you're just- it's definitely a, a perception versus a reality you, you get super excited you want to jump in you want to do all the things and then eventually there's going to be a consequences to one of your actions and yes. you learn and you're better for it hopefully the person doesn't die yeah, yeah. That that's, is the, a- that's why we stress education so much education have, education education have any of you ever seen the show pose Oh, no. It sounds familiar. It's it's a very good show. It's it's centered around tra- transgender people and um, drag oh, queens. I've, I've seen the, the ads for it. I haven't seen yeah. it. Yeah, what's it streaming on? Netflix, I believe. Yes, it's on okay. Netflix. Gigantor and I watched a lot of it. We still haven't caught up on it, but um, but it it delves it delves into a lot of uh, alternate sexuality kind of things, a lot of alternate lifestyle because. Uh, frankly, sex work is very ingr- is very ingrained with LGBT history, yeah. um, and so there is a part of it where one of the uh, one of the women in the show decides to become a dominatrix, and because she's not practicing safety safety and consent, uh, someone ends up dying in her care. Oh fuck! Yeah, so it's pretty crazy. I actually I found out about it 
through um, one of our community members who got invited to a Pose Facebook group of, of Pose fans okay. who wanted to talk to somebody who was active in the lifestyle to know what was done wrong and what should have been done in that scenario. Nice. And so she was actually invited to come and speak to them on this, like I think it was a Facebook Live, and answer oh, wow. all of their kinky questions, but also explain how to not be in that situation. So I think that was absolutely wonderful that you were invited amazing. to that. So after that, I was like, okay, yeah. No, like, now I got to see it. <laughs> it's it's really good. And like I originally I watched it, I mean, I keep on saying I'm gay. I love gay shit. So I, <laughs> I started watching because strictly because of that, because I knew it'd be into it. But I know it sounds weird. I know when something is good, when Gigantor is sitting behind me and goes, wait, who's that? Wait, what's happening? What's going on? And he's then paying by, attention. Yeah, and then by the third episode, and he's sitting next to me, and we're watching it together. That's how I know his show is really good and not just like catered to my queerness. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway. What's up? Says here that you wish to discuss something. I do. Since we were talking about representation earlier and how important it is. In comics um, and such, yeah. Yeah, I, I want to talk about uh, representation in our lifestyle. And I don't mean just like uh, representation in the way that we typically think of it, which lately has been like by POC representation. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm talking like, well, obviously that, but also the representation of people of different ages involved, people of different ability involved, people from different um, sexuality or sexual orientations and gender expression. And it's something that I've been on a kick on lately. Like poor Gigantors had to hear me rant about it. Probably for the past few weeks. Hold that down for just a moment. Hey, Gigantor. <laughs> yes. Are you okay? Do you need help? I'm perfectly fine for right now. I have uh, ways to contact you if I need to later. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, for me, part of what brought this up is um, I went to... I'm just going to like jump Go, on here. Just I, do it. I, I went to a wonderful virtual conference put on by our very own folks here in Bakersfield. Oh, will that be the Flame Conference? Yes, it was Flame Conference. And I got to say, it's Flame Conference last year was amazing. For something that they put together in a month, it was beautiful, right? Okay. But the experience that I had at Flame this year... One, this should tell you something. I cried eight times. Oh, wow. Over the weekend. Yeah, Gigantor's nodding his head because he was there picking up the pieces. Every t- and every single time, it was tears of happiness. My okay, child. I was going to say, was you bad? Or- oh, my gosh. It was, it was so beautiful. The best way I can describe it was I haven't had that feeling. One, I feel like it was so intense because I've been away from my community for so long. Right. So there's that. So there's a lot of missing all of you. Right. But the second part of it is I hadn't had a feeling that intense since I had gone to um, my first play party and realized that I was with my people. Oh. I, it was like I got that feeling all over again by going to Flame. and But it was in a different way, right? So it's like when, I don't know if you all had this, but when I initially uh, joined the community, it, it was definitely, one, a feeling of safety, mm-hmm. right? But second, secondly, it was, uh, oh my goodness, I can be my authentic self, it's right? Like, I can be me. Yeah, I, I can be me. I'm with people who are like me, and it mattered a whole lot to me, right? Right. Flame, for me, was like, a second step of that uh-huh. uh specifically because when i went there um i think i said it like a few times probably on fat life because i was just so amazed is that i saw people who not only identified like me as a kingster but who looked like me mm-hmm. specifically i saw 
black people. I saw queer people. I saw disabled people. You know, I saw and they and I saw people that are around my age that were just as involved as I was. Nice. Right. And so it was really nice because the great thing about this being a virtual conference is that we had people all over the U.S. and Canada show up. Right. And just share their experiences. They also had uh, different rooms, uh, kind of like little like break social spaces. Right. Okay. That cater to specific kinds of people. Right. So, for example, they had a a BIPOC social space. Mm -hmm. They had I believe it was a um, people of queer gender. I don't think it was of sexual orientation, just a queer gender type of uh, social space. Okay. Um, they had an ASL social space because there's a lot of kinksters who primary, the primary way they communicate with people is through ASL. Mm-hmm. Whether they are... And for, deaf, those, for those who don't know, what is ASL? American Sign Language. So, uh, it, so usually if they're deaf or hard of hearing or if they're on... Some sort of, sometimes uh, people who are on the autistic spectrum, communicating with ASL is easier for them. Some people just learn ASL and find it to be a lot more comforting space for them. They were able to communicate in that area as well. One of my favorite things was that that entire conference, every class and every social space had an ASL interpreter. Very nice. It was absolutely wonderful. And it was another way to connect with um, other kinksters who just aren't typically heard. Right. Right. So uh, it, it was really important to me. There were uh, some amazing people that were there that were there that I got to meet. Right. But again, the big thing about it was the representation aspect of it. OK. So I, I, I think part of the reason why I wanted to talk about it is because I came to the realization like, you know, obviously I love my home community. Right. That's never been an issue for me. But I do think that. um Frankly, if I wasn't used to being the token, I don't know if I would have stayed here. <laughs> because, Captain, when I joined, you were the only other person who looked remotely like me. I- I'm aware of this. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure when I joined, I was the youngest one who was around frequently. Yes. So, if, Yes. If, uh, I had to think about it first. Like, was yeah. Yeah, that was around frequently. We do have a few people that are younger than me now. Now. Um, because well, I'm well, getting you're, old. Well, <laughs> look, young lady. <laughs> we don't need all that. <laughs> But, but I do think that if I wasn't, um, it sounds weird, confident enough to take up space, I may have run for the hills after the first Wicked Wednesday I went to. And you know what? Here's the thing. In the time that I've been in this community, you weren't the first person of color to, to come in, but you are one of the few that stuck around. Yeah. Like, I've seen people, I'm like, oh, hey, you know, I, you've seen, you met me. I try to be Absolutely. nice and inviting. And like, hey, come on. Look. And I even I now admit it to you all and to the to the world at large at this point. I will literally pull people aside. It's okay that you don't see many of us, but just hang around. But they're there is not space that bad. For you here. Yeah, there is space. Because sometimes it can be a little bit daunting, especially if you're not used to being that person. Um, I know for me that uh, I didn't grow up here in Bakersfield. I grew up in a town that uh, there were a lot more ethnic people. Mm-hmm. So it was a bit of a culture shock when I first started uh, coming to Bakersfield for school and I'd be like the only black person in the class. Yeah. Right. So I, I think if I hadn't had that, that experience, I say of, of being the token, mm-hmm. I would have had a lot harder time um, mm-hmm. wanting to stick around in a community of people that didn't necessarily look like me because it does make you feel like there isn't a place for you. Not, not to the fault of anyone else. Right. Not it's at just all. based on uh, numbers. 
numbers. It's based <laughs> on perception, right? Oh, I was going to say, um, so even me, when I was younger going to school, I went to mostly schools that had a lot of Caucasian students. Mm-hmm. When I went to high school, I moved and went to the school that had a lot more people like me. Mm-hmm. But I was still the, weird, the the odd one out. Yeah. Because I was the nerdy one. Like, exactly. Like, I remember my freshman year, either eighth grade or my freshman year, um, one, one kid who ended up being a really good friend of mine, and he told me this later, he was like, man, the first time I saw you, I thought you were like Steve Urkel or something. <laughs> well, and, and apparently he spread a rumor that first year I was there that I knew Urkel, <laughs> and, and, and nobody questioned it. <laughs> well, I, I've had somewhat similar experiences. Even though I grew up around black people, I definitely had the... Uh, the feeling of not being black enough because yeah. my definition of black was warped. It was uh, to whatever the social standard that was kind of set before me, mm-hmm. right? And so I, I think that I had a lot of the same issues. The only good thing about that is, again, being okay with being token because you're used to being token at that <laughs> point, right? Yeah, it's like, okay, yeah, whatever. Oh, oh God, what was that? Um, have you seen Big Mouth on um, Netflix? <laughs> I've seen <laughs> I've seen some episodes of it, yeah. There is a specific episode in the in the latest season um, where they bring up a, a term which I had heard the term before, but I never really like it. Never like kicked into my head until I saw the episode. Code switching. Oh, code switch! I I hear that mostly uh, in connected to gay people like i hear a lot of jokes about gay men and they talk about they're like oh it's that time of the month where i go to the barber and i code switch yeah right and they usually they, they'll stand like very like feminine and stuff like that and then the second they go into the barber they're what's up bro so all right so so <laughs> listeners if you don't know what code switching is it's basically switching up how you are perceived by other people like me when I'm in a nerdy space, I speak like a nerd. And, you know, I talk about mm-hmm. Marvel Comics. I talk about all that stuff. If I am going to a job, hi, yes, my name is my name. And I'm here to uh, reach out to whoever for a particular position in this company. If I'm around my family, hey, what's up, y'all? I ain't seen you in forever. That's, that's how it is. Yeah, it's, it's, it's something that I think a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. you know so just they don't realize and it's yeah, nobody, the term for it yeah nobody realizes it until it's like oh okay yeah and when i saw the episode i'm like oh shit i do that yeah <laughs> i i make the joke of i don't know who my customer service voice is oh i i 1000 know my customer service voice well, I, was, oh, I, was just like, I don't know that person i'm not related oh you don't know that person <laughs> well gotcha. that, that was the thing is that when i uh when i worked um for a company. Uh, a company, gotcha. The same company that Awesome has also worked for. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> that company. I, uh, I, I had been mistaken. And I, and I understand. Like, I, I know the way that my voice sounds. I know that sometimes I sound like an airheaded bimbo from the valley. That's just my voice. It's totally okay. I'm a-okay with this. Yeah. See, I, I've learned to be okay with it. I had a serious problem with it with a ver- for a very long time. But now I'm, I'm okay with my voice. But uh, my customer service voice, I guess, just sounds depending on the type of customer that i had almost right. always if i had a, a customer who i assumed was male um they like to see sorry they they really like to think that they're right so kind of sounding <laughs> like a airheaded bimbo that's just really happy to be here makes them kind of like not be as mean to you frankly and one time i i was talking to someone who was very upset you know and i was doing the like you know i don't know og willikers mister i'm so sorry that this happened oh. 
Oh, wow. I didn't go like that. (laughs) Okay. You you know what I mean? But, oh, I'm so sorry that you had this experience and I'd do anything to try to make this right for you. And da 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 da, you know, going through the whole list of of, of apologies or whatever, right? And then he's like, I just don't understand why all you white women have it out for black men like me. (laughs) (laughs) And so, like. (laughs) Sorry, 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 sorry. So oh. that, I did mute myself to laugh. So it's yeah. okay. Cause I was like, what is going on? And I said, I'm so sorry that you feel that way, sir. I am so sorry. And of course I go and I tell Giganter later who also worked at this place. And he's like, why didn't you just tell him that you were black? Why didn't you put him in his place? And I was like, doesn't it wasn't matter important. Yeah, it wasn't point, important. Doesn't <laughs> what I was going to say though. Um, so I think you've heard my customer service voice. Before. I'm pretty sure I have. Yeah. So I remember working one time and I was just tired that day. So my, my voice slipped a little bit to my mm-hmm. regular one. Mm-hmm. And I got, I'm assuming a black woman, just from the way she was speaking mm-hmm. and talking to people in the background. Oh, hey, are you single? <laughs> I got a, wait, how old, how are you? How old are you? I told her my age. Like, hey, hey, so you single, right? Uh, hey, if you are, I, my daughter, wait, we are in, and she told me where she was from. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I see where you're from, ma'am. Oh, so are you uh, in town? No, I'm not, ma'am. Oh, are you willing to move? <laughs> I was like, uh, it, it's okay, ma'am. I'm, I'm just here to help you out. Wow. I, Captain, I, were they a wealthy family? I have no fucking clue. Did you ask? No. Why do I care if they're wealthy? Well, because that would have been the incentive to move across the country. <laughs> no, the incentive to move across the country is if I like the person. Well, yeah, there's that. But <laughs> when, when, their mom, in her. <laughs> when their mom just asks you, well, you want to move across the country to be with my daughter? See, I mean, that, that can go badly in so many ways. Uh-huh. He's going to get yeah, get out of there, there, oh, there would have to be, oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, ma'am. I'm going to oh. need a $10,000 non-refundable deposit on that <laughs> transaction. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm not trying to... Uh, Right, compensation should, just just to test the waters. Okay? There you go. Yeah. Wow, I'm good on all that. I'd much <laughs> rather find somebody that I enjoy being around. Oh no, no, I I, yeah. I completely agree with you. Maybe you'll enjoy being around her. I, I don't know. <laughs> but think of the money. Hold on, give the money. Hold on, hold on. Here, here's what we do for this. Yes. I would be Prince Akeem in this situation. She comes, she do all the things I want, but if I don't like her, I don't want her. Uh huh. And what did what did Prince Akeem do? Uh, went to Queens. And found <laughs> found a queen. There you go. So I would. Be so like, you're going to Queens. <laughs> I've been to Queens actually. Where is she? <laughs> <laughs> I was not looking for a queen at the time. Oh, I was there for a con. <laughs> <laughs> you nerd. Right. Wait, does this mean that you Damn might have skippy. a son in Queens? Oh God! <gasps> oh, oh, he's sowing his wild oats. Oh else. God. Oh. I believe I believe that's how the king put it. Yes. But, yeah, but I saw I saw the second coming to America movie, oh, I and need to see that still. I need to see it. Here's my thing: there, it's a it has funny parts, but one of the storylines in it, I felt could have completely been written out. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. If if you want, we'll talk about it later. But okay. yeah, one of the storylines in the movie, I was just like. That was completely worthless. They had a different character, which was far more interesting, that they could have explored that character, and I would have been far more invested in the movie. Mm-hmm. Huh. Did it have anything to do with the fact that Eddie Murphy's real daughter played his second 
daughter in the movie. Oh, see, I didn't even realize that. Yeah. Oh, nice. See now. I'm, wow. So is that is that? No, that it wasn't no? that. Oh, okay. It wasn't that. No. All right. I was gonna I'm, say because that would explain a lot. <laughs> <laughs> no. And now we've uh, we got on another tangent, and Lala <laughs> stepped away to stretch because <laughs> we got off kink. So we were talking about kink and representation in kink spaces. Yes, yes. Okay. So uh, like I mentioned before, it was it was really gratifying to see other people that looked like me. One of the things that I really enjoyed is specifically when I was in one of these social spaces, and I don't want to talk uh, too much about the type of discussions that we had just, you know, yeah. there where it belongs. Um, but I, I do like the fact that there were visibly other um, young queer black people like mm-hmm. me. And one of the things that I was also really excited about is that like we were able to banter back and forth. We had very similar lives. Yeah, similar lives, similar experiences. Um, I mean, I got invited to all different kinds of like Discord servers and vet life groups because they're just like, oh, you know. I feel like I missed out by not going to Flame. You definitely did. I'm very sorry to say. If they choose to bring it back, I will make you go <laughs> because I am I am so grateful that I got a scholarship. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm allowed to say I got a scholarship from the San Joaquin Girls of Leather Group. Oh, they, nice. they offered that for me to be able to go. So I'm very grateful for it because I was kind of trying to figure out the money to be able to, to, to attend. To attend. Right. Yeah, which they had on a sliding scale. But, you know, so I was like, oh, I don't know. And then they offered that to me and it ended up just like it honestly, in some ways, I feel like changed my life because Very i nice. i had a lot of i had a lot of insecurities surrounding my place in, in kink i i still um am trying to it sounds weird i'm, I'm trying to still not call myself a baby kinkster because i have to recognize i've been here for three years now and i've taught a class and um, so you're a toddler kinkster i'm a toddler kinkster <laughs> you know i'm like and and i also had to realize that um I, I feel like a lot of my insecurity uh, when it comes to feeling like I have a right to speak on anything that's kink related is not necessarily related to my race or my gender, but is related to my age, right? Uh, very specifically, because in the spaces that I've been in, there aren't always people who are my age. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm lucky to be around people who have been in the lifestyle for a lot of years and are considerably older than me. And um, obviously, I respect what they have to say, but I wasn't really ever internalizing when they thanked either me or other people my age going, oh, I've never heard of that before. Thank you for telling me about it. I mean, like, I, I of course, I have to give a shout out to Shock Dog. He's my, one of my favorite things about him just as a person mm-hmm. is that he's always so willing to learn. To talk and listen. Yeah, yeah, he's always there to listen. And there had been a few times where, you know, we, we tell him something and he, he said, you know, I don't really understand that. Tell me more about it. Right, because he's always, he's a sponge. Yeah, exactly. Like he's a sponge. He's a life learner and so it shows that uh despite my age that my words have value and that my experiences have value and so i i think that it's just i had a I had a hard time um especially because you know we make the joke all the time about the oh you know the 22 year old master who's oh, been in God. the lifestyle for 10 years right yeah <laughs> we, those those guys yeah we, we or make, women <laughs> yeah or women right and we, we make that joke all the time right and it is it is a really funny joke because we all know that stereotype but i think in some other ways it kind of implanted in my brain 
that if you are like I don't know in your twenties or if you your, don't your have early twenties, yeah. yeah, if you're in your twenties or if you haven't had at least ten years of experience underneath your belt, you don't get to define yourself this way. So Can, go ahead, Greedy. No, no, I thought it was Thief. Um, yeah, it was Thief. Sorry, I was I was going to say that there are a lot of people that I've met who have been air quotes in this lifestyle for thirty years plus whose opinion I would place far below yours <laughs> on on certain things just because that not so much has nothing to do with the age. Like I, I I can respect that they've they've been involved that long, but there's certain things there's changes too that, that happen within communities and and everything that that is an somebody who may be set in their ways, they're not willing to, to adjust. learn new. Or yeah. Uh-huh. And so I, I kind of, it's kind of like going to the doctor. Like I kind of want the, I want the, the doctor that's maybe not the youngest doctor in the room, but definitely not the oldest. Like mm-hmm. I want one younger on the scale because they're going to be, they're going to know all the new medicine. And right. they may not have seen this 10 years ago and know all about it. Right. But you know, they, they've seen it. They know a little bit about it, but they're willing to still like, oh, well, this is a different method of getting this fixed. Right. That's better than what we had t- a decade ago. Yeah. Like I, Yes, exactly. So, and, and I mean, I, I think that one of the things that I've kind of been thinking a lot about, too, is um, I'm sure that most of you have heard of, like, T&G groups, right? Yeah, yeah next generation, so, yeah. It's, it's the next generation usually, sorry, because Lala's shaking her head at me. Um, it's usually, I believe, between like 18 and 30? 30, 18 and 35 usually. Yeah, 18 to 35, and only people of that age are allowed within that group. Typically, um, they are just a subgroup of a larger community. Right. Right? So um, I had a very negative view on them for a long time, specifically because the first time I ever heard that term, I was helping a friend who was out of state look for a community that was local to him. Mm-hmm. Um, the only one that we could find was was a TNG group. He was he was located in, in Oregon. Uh, we could only find a TNG group that was active in that area. And when we read through their rules, it was very. Um, it wasn't like just a. Not only are you not allowed to be above this age, but we don't even want to hear any sort of opinions you've heard from people from above this age. And you really? know, if you're a day, yes, it was very very intense, right? And so that was my first like. I guess, exposure Interaction to, with that. Yeah, so there was that. So I, I saw that and I was like, oh no, I'm definitely not about this, right? right? And then also because I feel like I've learned so much from kinksters, you know, far older than 30. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just like, how could you want to miss out on that information? And also as someone, you know, we're not going to, Count Gigantor in this, but uh, <laughs> someone who typically engages in a large age gap relationships, mm-hmm. like myself, kink is one of the safe places you can find to be able to do that without judgment from other people. And so I felt like that was also cutting that off. But that was before I realized that most TNG groups are just a subset of a larger community. Sometimes they have like you know either a separate page or they'll have like a, a meeting back before the pandemic, right? You know right. They'll, they'll have a ba- back in back in those olden days. Yeah, back in the golden days. <laughs> you know, but uh, it's not promoting a sort of I almost want to say like ageism. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not necessarily promoting that. It's the same thing as having like the 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 BIPOC social space I was in. It's it was the, you know, encouraging more young people to join. Here's a space to talk about our kind of views and issues, but we are a part of the larger community. Right. I was going to say when I first 
got into things like officially like started going to uh, munches and such. The group that I went to first uh, in the city I used to live in was a TNG group, but I was kind of scared. I'm like, well, I'm in my early 30s. Am I, am I reaching the end of this? Am I too mm-hmm. old to start this? And they were like really welcoming there. Yeah. It's like, oh, hey, no. Because they like the host, the hostess of the meeting, she was like, oh, no, you are not too old at all. Even if you reach the age, sometimes we'll still let you in. If this is your first time, we're not going to just say, oh, no, you can't be here mm-hmm. because we want you to come in. This may not be the, the correct space for you going forward. Yeah, to stay in. But we definitely want you to have an experience coming in. And that is that was my experience. It's like, oh, okay. So these people, even though, even if I wasn't the right one for this group, they wouldn't necessarily like, oh, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, because they wanted you to be involved in the community at large because I think that they recognized it as like a very positive space that they wanted you to be a part of. Maybe not their particular space, but they can help you find the right one. Gotcha. La La, you're smiling. Are you smiling at us? No, you're not? Mm-mm. Are you tired, Are La you La? Are you tired? What? Stop staring at me. Talk about stuff. Hold on. Everybody, everybody. Lala needs attention. I don't need attention. Mm. We love you. <laughs> oh, wow. Anyway, that's my rant. There you go. Are you okay, Greedy? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm great. I'm great. I'm enjoying this. Uh, h- hearing all this conversation about your experience with, with uh, TNG, mm-hmm. her experience with TNG, me thinking the next generation... Star, Star Trek. 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 <laughs> uh, Star Trek. That's what I was yeah, thinking too. When, yeah, when, okay, sure. so the first time I heard TNG, um, I got excited that, you know, we were going to talk about Picard. <laughs> I mean, I get it that. It didn't happen. But it was still a good conversation. Oh, yeah, it was still a good conversation. But it, there was no Picard. Well, here's the thing. You didn't know at the time that you could have brought up Picard and everybody would have kept going right along with it. Probably. <laughs> Even though I'm way older than that little category i i'm mentally in that category hey I think you're way fair. smarter than i am and don't say no that. you are like when i was texting you earlier i was like i have no idea any of this stuff like it's so okay. so above my head more I, experience in these topics yeah not necessarily smarter but yeah i i wouldn't say say smarter and also you know when it's not when it's not your your everyday i can't expect you to know that right like, so it's okay if you don't know these terms, as long as you're receptive to learning them, that's all that matters, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. Because yeah. I, I, I know you, obviously. I know that you're, you're a lifelong learner. You like to learn about these new things. You ask a lot of questions to be able to understand, which is one of my favorite things about you. Aww. So <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't feel bad when you don't know something. I mean, how often do you guys bring up a new kink on here that we've like never heard of right. or never even seen, right? So there's you, always something new to learn. You, you yeah. just blame Thief for all that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, I, so I do have questions. Yeah. Yes. Um, um, so I looked up ageism because I didn't know what that was. Mm-hmm. And... It, it basically, the definition that I saw was stereotyping and discrimination against in- individuals or groups on the basis of their age. Yes. Yes. So does that mean when you came in and you were younger, of mm-hmm. course, when you came in, did you feel alienated because of your age? Or- I felt, I felt, how should I put this? Um, not to the fault of anyone. I felt like, uh. A little bit alienated, yes. Um, 
And it was simply because I did not see people like me that are my age. Especially, it could have just been the time of year it was, the first party that I went to. Um, I think when I came in, it was... I came in during a summer where there was a lot of people joining. There, especially, there were actually a lot more teen, not teenagers, more college age students mm-hmm. that were joining. I think I in the in the summer and the wake of it come out like the year before, a couple years before, I guess Fifty Shades. Yeah, so I I think I had joined. Um, I had joined when I saw a lot of people like that at Wicked, right? Mm-hmm. But no one was going all the way through to actually joining the community. They were going to this one social aspect, but they weren't going all the way through. The way that my week had lined up, I just was super lucky. I had two events, an orientation, and went to a party. It was three days I had managed to get vetted, right? But and then you stayed. <laughs> yeah, and then I stayed. But by the time I got to the party, I was by far the youngest person there. Mm-hmm. You know, most of the people that I was in the uh, this social space was because of my first few parties. I never even went to the dungeon because I was too anxious. <laughs> you know, uh, a lot of the people who kind of just originally, at least, they were just coming just to hang out and not necessarily have dungeon time were older folks. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, it, again, it wasn't like anyone was going like, oh, you know, when I was your age, well, no one even <laughs> brought up my age. But it, it was just purely from a uh, optics-like standpoint, oh, man, there's not a lot of people here like me, yep. you know? So, But there there is blatant ageism, in, I would say, in other communities, or in the community as, at, large. at large. Not, yeah, definitely not, not in our this, home not community. Not this community, you know? No, God, Like, no. if you go down to, like, L.A. or something, you'll get a lot of that, maybe. Oh, absolutely. I'm sure there's a whole lot of it, because part of the ageism thing, too, is that especially if you're female-bodied, uh, can be predatory, mm-hmm. you know? They may go after you because you're the stupid young girl that wants to be kinky. Yeah, you know, and so, you don't know anything. So here's so I'm here. I'm here to, hold, hold, hold to teach you. And I, had, and I had one of those too when I joined. Not from this community, but from another uh, neighboring community that I'll tell you about later. Hold who that did try for to a slide in on that. Hold Thanks. that thought for a second. So, uh, ladies, if you are those uh, bimbo ladies that are just loving the uh, kinky talk, come on, talk to Awesome. <laughs> How about come and talk to me instead? Because I will not be nearly as creepy about it. <laughs> I like that. Can I tell you the first time, the first memory I have of you was yeah. at a lifestyle talk. Really? And you were sitting over here in this corner of, of headquarters mm-hmm. and you had a lot to say and I was super impressed and I was almost intimidated. Oh goodness. <laughs> because you, you just spoke so maturely and knowledgeably that it made me feel like, I don't know anything like, well, to be fair, uh, Gigantor calls that my communication major coming out. So this don't, <laughs> don't, well, don't worry. I'm stupid. It's I okay. Just, no, no, no. I just <laughs> wanted you to know that that was one of my first memories of you. The bimbo is strong in me. No, I promise I- it'll <laughs> pop out at some point. It'll be great. <laughs> okay. So another thing I looked up because I've never heard of it mm-hmm. is the BIPOC. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I looked it up and I'm angry by what I'm reading and I'm okay. going to tell you why. Um, this is what I wrote, read in the Urban Dictionary. Okay. A politically correct racial slur invented by woke white people. Okay. What? So that's wait, the wait, problem. Wait. The problem is you got it from Urban stop, Dictionary. Stop, stop, right. stop. I want to know, when is any kind of racial slur politically correct? Well, exactly. That That's kind of showing your double standard. However, I will say this, though. Um, sometimes uh, there will be 
groups of people outside of the group that they are describing who may use a term that the people within the group dislike. Wait, An real exam- quick. I just thought about something. Go ahead. For the listeners. Uh, BIPOC is? Black and indigenous people of color. People of color. All right. Or black indigenous people of color. color. So it's right. all inclusive, hitting everyone. Correct. Some people use the term POC to include everyone, mm-hmm. but some but sometimes when you use that term, you are not always including You're excluding some. Yeah, you're not always including black and indigenous people specifically. So they can be interchangeable. Sometimes uh you may want to ask that question if someone uses the term POC, mm-hmm. say, Are you including black and indigenous people in that? Okay. Just because, you know, like, I, I usually say POC to include everyone. Right. But Okay. Yeah. So, the, the thing about that, and it's one of those things that I want to talk about because it reminds me of um, the term Latinx. Uh, a lot of people, so, so I don't know if you know this, in um, the Spanish language is a heavily gendered language. Mm-hmm. If you ever right. took Spanish in high school, they have masculine and feminine terms for things, yep. right? And it's also difference uh, based on who you speak to or who you're speaking to. So, Lala, if I was speaking to you in Spanish, I would use mostly feminine descriptors. But if I were talking to the whole room, because there are men present, I would be using the masculine descriptor as an overall. Okay. So, uh, some problems, some some of the issues people have with the term Latinx is that while it is really cool, it's erasing the uh, gender behind saying Latino or Latina or whatever, is that it's actually not pronounceable in the Spanish language. So some people argue, they're like, hey, we like this, but we didn't come up with that. Some people have said we would like the term Latine because it has an E at the end. And it's more inclusive. Other people are just like, dude, we changed it to Latinx. Just deal with it. Deal with it. <laughs> you know? So some people may look at by POC like that. There could be some people of color who look at it and they're just like, I don't like being turned that. Just just call me a black person. Also, there are some people, like when I first heard that, I was under misimpression. Like, so you're just talking about bi people? People of color? Yeah, bi right? people of color. <laughs> and that's right. Until no. I looked it up, I was like... Well, of course, we kind of talked about it a little bit, but um, right. so I kind of knew. But yeah, if but when you pronounce it, because I didn't know that's how it was pronounced. People say BIPOC, people say BIPOC, they say BIPOC, all different kinds of ways. I've heard it all different kinds of ways. It just depends on okay. how you say it. Okay. Yeah. As long as, you, as long as you get the thought across. Yes. So woke white people, does that just, does that mean, okay, in my opinion, because I didn't look that up, mm-hmm. I was like, I'm just going to go and I'm going to tell them my opinion. Does that mean white or Caucasian or whatever people who are open and aware of the struggles and situations that the black people are so, having? Like from no, 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 no. You're, you're on, you're on the right. I'm sorry, right I'm track. sorry. I don't mean to laugh. I'm I don't sorry. Know. I, no, you, you're completely on the right track. Um, part of the thing about that is that you're saying it in a negative context. I know that. My uh, my other male partner, not Gigantor, has joked saying like, man, sometimes I feel bad because I feel like I sound like a woke white guy, right? So they're using the term woke in a negative way as if like the, I'm so open and understanding oh, and God. I empathize with the black people so deeply that I'm almost like one of their own. Of course I'm not, but I almost am. I'm practically one of their own, right? So it's one of those people where they're, they're almost like a, like a tryhard. They're trying to force themselves into that community, yeah. into that oppression. So they're not... Um, um, truly empathizing with the people there. Okay. They're trying to include themselves as being a part of the narrative. That's the way it's trying to make it seem in that. It sounds awful. Yeah, the way that you describe in- it is how a lot of like 
actual people who are allies to our community actually are. They do care about this. They recognize the oppression and marginalization of these people. Mm -hmm. Um, But sometimes people just like to throw negative identifiers on them because... Yeah, because like it's written badly. Yeah. It sounds horrible. It's written very negatively. It sounds like double s- racial slurs, yeah. right? Because yeah. they're even racially slurring the white people by, I don't know. Well, not necessarily racially slurring, but they are definitely insulting them. Yeah. I was, I was going to say, can you really racially slur? A- I don't know. Well, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't I'm, know I'm either. Ne- I don't have that experience, so I don't know. You, you potentially could, but the thing is about the word... Uh, slur is that it has to be associated with a word that you typically do not want to say right out loud right so like you hear people talk about the n slur mm-hmm. or yeah. now they say the r slur yeah. for people who are uh mentally handicapped yeah, yeah. or oh. on a spectrum or, oh. or neurodivergent okay. right, right, right. yeah yeah so we don't okay. we don't say that word anymore so typically when you associate slur with it it means you're not even willing to say the word so obviously whoever wrote that definition is not correct okay and there they're just go. they're trying to be a try hard yeah they're trying to troll yeah, one hundred percent. I didn't like it, so I'm glad that we talked because I was really like. You weren't sure about it. Yeah, it made me uncomfortable. Well, thank you for at, for talking about it. I want yeah. to be educated, and I want to, you know, know. It's kind of like kind of like watching watching the protests, and and you'd see some some white guy grab the megaphone out from the hands of a black person so yeah. they could God. explain better, and you're like, stop, please, <laughs> don't do that. Like that's. It's, it's almost like, oh, what's the fucking term? It's almost like mansplaining. Yes. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. Perfect. That's a great, that's a great, like, yeah. comparison. I feel really smart now. You are well, really you smart. Well, you are. Um, so, so we're, I'm just going to change a little bit. Okay. Okay, so we were chatting in Discord and people were putting on some, like, saying some stuff about topics and someone said... Listeners, join the Discord. <laughs> um, uh, first of all, what is... What is sub subverting? Subverting. Um, I guess a good way to describe subverting, and any of y'all can hop in on this, is uh, mm-hmm. trying to actively go against the grain on something. Going against the grain, but not doing it in an obvious way. Yeah. Like, so you and I have a, have a similar goal. I know you're going for the same thing I am, but I will subvert you so I can get there first. Mm-hmm. Like I, shove I will, me underwater and no, swim no, on not, top of me. Basically, like I will do, I will do something underhanded to get there before you. Now that to me, that's my that's my idea. That sounds a little bit more. I think that's more of a negative connotation to the phrase subverting. But right. I do think that it is a definition. Yeah. So basically, if a bear is chasing you and your friend, trip your friend. <laughs> that's not subverting. That's just tripping. <laughs> Subverting would be telling your friend that it's not a bear, it's a T-Rex, and if he stands really still, I won't see him. <laughs> okay, well, listen. This is this was the sentence that was written in Discord, and I wrote it down because I was totally All right, what's confused. The Some subverting typical kink stereotypes. Okay, so yeah, but to me, to me, that means going against uh, the the social norm. So I guess an example of that you, would the, be the positive version of that would be like, okay, so you think that. Because I am a male and black, I am a bull to all mm-hmm. people. That's a great one. I but was going to bring an analogy. A, a bull. A bull. So in a cuckold relationship, the cuckold usually finds a bull 
for his for his mate. Okay, got it. So I'm I'm going to be the bull in that relationship. Mm-hmm. Okay. But if I'm subverting that, then I may be the cuck mm-hmm. in that. I may mm-hmm. be the one finding somebody else for my lady. Even mm-hmm. though I am a large black man, I don't. I'm I'm the, I'm, not, I'm not the norm that you would expect. Okay. For that. Yeah. Okay. I'm so confused. So like, I don't so have, he's he's confused. How can we I help know. You? I was gonna help. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm just confused by what subverting means at this point. Like, I have no idea. Right? Okay, me too. But in this context, it's kind of like saying that all men are dominant. Yes. And then, you know, like, Greedy's not. So he's not the norm. So he's subverting the He's subverting that particular stereotype. The norm. Yeah. Yes. So he's not the... So he's not the Wait, norm. So, he's going uh, against he's, he's the not, grain. He's not the perceived norm. Let's say it that way. Because that's, okay. that's yeah. what okay. stereotypes are. They are the perceived norm, but they are not always the norm. Correct. Okay. It makes sense now. So subvert is just the not... The not normal. The right? not, not, perceived not perceived normal. The not right. perceived normal, right? <laughs> not, like Not the stereotype. Yeah. Yes, not the stereotype. Okay. Right. Okay. Yeah. You so. both got it. Well done. Gold star. <laughs> gold stars all around. That was really hard for well, me, Well, okay, actually. here's another one. That's um, why you get a gold star. <laughs> this was um, written out by uh, Chex Blitz on, on Discord. Okay. Um, and they said, uh, a young dom is not a real dom. Mm-hmm. That's not true. Um, and tall women must be dominatrix. Yep. Oh, God. And that's, and that's not true. Yeah, those those are... Sub- that's uh, people actively subverting those those stereotypes, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, an example... I'm a switch, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I honestly think that if I were to go and... I don't, it would never happen. But if I were to go and say, hey, Gigantor's going to go bottom for me real quick, and I'm going to go beat the shit out of him in the dungeon. Yeah, that's going to be everyone's response. I'm, I'm no, looking at his reaction I to that. I want to watch. Can I watch? I, I'll be quiet. And I mean, you guys, of course, love him because you know us and you know that won't happen. But I feel like if I were to publicly announce that uh, at a party where people did not know us, they'd be like, whoa. Okay. Uh, didn't see it happening that way. Hold or, on. Or like, uh, what, I make you miss something. Huh, what did he do? Oh God! What did he do? Greedy fingered uh, shark boy. <laughs> what? I'm very sorry he to didn't miss even that. Scream! <laughs> no, he's not a loud boy in bed. It's fine. Oh, all right. Can I confess something? What's up? I've stereotyped people here in this community. Everyone does it. Here's the thing. I everyone, everyone does it. Everyone stereotypes whether they mean the, to or not because everyone yeah. has biases. Am I one of those someones? No, because I kind Damn of had it. an idea of, of what you were involved in. But Am I? I don't remember now. But okay, I'm not going to say who I'm thinking of specifically. <laughs> we'll know. But there would. <laughs> there was anyway, a, say anyway. There please. was a couple I was DMing in the dungeon, uh-huh. and they walked in and started setting their things down and unrolling, you know, their 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 toys and their implements and stuff. And so I just assumed which one was top and which one was bottom. Ah, and then. When the scene came together, I was wrong, and I was wrong in a thousand different percentile ways. Like, oh, yeah. I well, was like, holy shit. That's fun. I've, yeah. I've yeah. totally done that before, too. And I remember the most, uh, I guess the most public time I was kind of like called out on stereotyping someone mm-hmm. is uh, a couple years ago, we had some fresh faces to Wicked, right? And... Uh, 
I've, I've told them this before they were there. It's fine. So I'm not going to name their names, but it was a, a lesbian couple. Right. And one mm-hmm. of the things is I remember thinking one of them was so hot. Right. She was like a little bit more like masculine presenting, you know, and she was tall and she was really strong. Right. And I was like, oh, my God the things I would let this woman do to me, right? So after we've been talking to them for, I don't know, maybe an hour and a half or whatever, right? They they mention about how they're interested in possibly turning their relationship into a dynamic, right? Mm-hmm. And so I immediately begin addressing... Um, I immediately began addressing one of them. I was just like, oh, okay, well, as someone who is, back then I identified as submissive, well, as someone who's submissive myself and blah, 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 and she's just smiling at me. <laughs> and she's looking at me. And then finally I catch on and I look at the, you know, the, the more butch one, I guess, right? Mm. And her face is all red and she's staring at me and she's, you know, shyly like picking at her oh. shirt, right? And I was just kind of like, Oh, um, you're the bottom. <laughs> Wait, did you say that? Yes. When I was, I was oh, you're the bottom. And she's like, yeah. <laughs> and of course, you know, her, her top was just laughing her ass off because she thought it was so funny. Oh, um, <laughs> did you see Orange is the New Black? Uh, I've seen parts of it, yes. Okay, there is a character. I'm not sure what season uh, she comes in it. Um, but she is a, um, not not tall. She, she's a tiny woman. But, um, Sorry, Gigantor knows exactly who I was talking about. Oh. All right. So she's she's not tall or anything. He but did the names. <laughs> she is a she is a butch, and she mm-hmm. like they call her. I think they call her Poppy in the show. Mm-hmm. And it's like you see her just like going up to any woman, big, small, whatever. Like, yeah, you're you're gonna be mine. Mm-hmm. It's like okay, and you don't think that of a person that looks like she did. So that would be something, la la, as far as subverting. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I am so confused as to what's I... going on between greedy <laughs> we're, and. We're a... having a whole side conversation. Gotcha. It's fine. And the silence is them having that side conversation yeah. uh, visually. <laughs> so, hey, Steve, how are you doing? Pictures or something. I'm, I'm doing okay. Are you enjoying this podcast so far? I am. I am a lot. Do you, do you feel educated? I do. One of the things that surprised me was. Anemic, you'd mentioned when you first started coming around that you felt a little out of place because of the number of black people that were not here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, it, it kind of caught me off guard because I never thought of that. Well. <laughs> I know, I know, but I'm, I'm just saying that. And it's nothing wrong with the fact that you didn't think of it because it's not your reality. Though I, I would say now that you are aware um, you should always strive to try to uh, promote inclusivity in any spaces that you are in charge of. That does not mean going out like, hey, all the black people, get over here. Right. Because then that sounds creepy and <laughs> yeah, scary. Don't right. do not do that. They but... made a movie about that. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was called Get Out. Yeah. <laughs> but but it, it, I was... It just, I don't know why it kind of struck a thing because I'm like, well, I remember coming my first couple times here and I was always so surprised at how inclusive. And then I have to realize, yeah, that doesn't fucking matter. Like, that, that's not what she's saying. And, and it's like, oh, yeah, I'm not, I don't have that problem because anywhere I go, there's reflections of me and yeah. fucking everything. Well, so that, that's I, the I thing is that the community is inclusive in a lot of ways. In fact, I would say that our community is 
pretty damn inclusive in general. It doesn't mean that, I mean, also look at the type of city that we're in. There's just not a high population of people who look like me and awesome. Frankly, there's just not, you know? And um, so it kind of makes sense that maybe not a lot are coming to our events events anyway. And even the ones that are showing up may be having the same thing uh, that I did, where it was a, a little bit daunting and they don't want to be the one to have to make space in there. Right. You know, okay. they don't want to be the first. I, I want to bring up something spe- specifically regarding that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So as I said earlier, when you came in, I tried to be welcoming and You're all the that. welcoming committee. <laughs> but here's the thing. I do that because there was just me for quite some time. Yeah. Still is a lot of the time. But I'm like, okay, I'm going to help, you know, hey, I'm trying to make this as easy as it is for, you know, if I see one someone like me and i don't know if it's me coming on too strongly but they will show up once maybe twice fuck you lala (laughs) and she was nodding they'll come you know once maybe twice and then just poof disappear and sometimes it's just because the space isn't for them sometimes they get daunted by how heavy of players or heavily invested some people are for some people it's a weekend thing and they don't feel like this is their kind of space and so you know you can't always try to take it personally i mean the only way i could try to explain it, I, honestly i'd have a very hard time trying to explain it to to you or greedy thief um but i think one of the ways that maybe i can explain it for lala is if you've ever been in a space where there's like a lot of men mm-hmm. and you see another woman, do you find yourself kind of immediately kind of attracted to one and you be near that woman for like kind of like a safety in numbers type of thing, or maybe to have conversation with that person? Honestly, no. That's fair. Well, I mean, <laughs> I'm talking if you're in a space where it is, you don't know anyone there. Right. Um, I do whiskey tastings. Oh, so you already know. You're good, girl. (laughs) (laughs) I'm fine in a room of men. You're used to being taken to. And I grew up with all men. Yeah. Like... So, so so you already know how to handle yourself. You're you're used to being the token woman in that situation. Yeah. Right. So, but but I've heard from um, from other folks uh, that like they they talk about one of the one of the things about. Having representation in a space is that when someone else who comes up looks like you, they immediately have a go-to person to go, I could probably talk to them. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So, like, uh, for, like, I guess my person, if Awesome had not talked to me, might have been him. Because immediately I would have been like, okay, there's someone who vaguely looks like me. Mm -hmm. So, if I'm having a hard time trying to approach anyone else i could probably go talk to him yeah right um i was of course you would have had to ask everyone like is is he crazy (laughs) (laughs) but i i I just would have been more likely to i mean luckily because our community is so welcoming and you know we have the welcoming committee people like awesome who will just go and approach you Mm -hmm. you know like and be willing to start a conversation with you that's not probably an issue that we are ever going to have here because automatically like i didn't realize it but not a lot of other communities um have a welcoming community well are quite as like familiar as we are 
you know like when i refer often when i refer to my kink community i say my kink family or i say my kinky church because that's kind of the best thing i can relate it to but i didn't realize a lot of other communities don't have that with their entire community they have their pockets and a lot of it's because they're just bigger communities of course but um or they're or they're in a a city or a town where there's multiple multiple groups yeah like where i used to live at the like I said, the first group I went to was the TNG group, mm-hmm. but that was just one of many groups all over the city that I had no clue about until I started, you know, exploring because there was a munch for a different group like every weekend. Yeah, and then at the end of the month there was a big meetup for like all the all the smaller groups to kind of you know funnel in and get together. Mm-hmm. And so you see, it's like, oh wait, I've never seen this person before. At, at talking about it at the big munch. Yeah. It's like, I've never seen this person. Where are all these people at? And so you go talk to them. It's like, oh, no, I'm in this part of town. We have this group. Mm -hmm. Or I'm over here in this part of the county. We have this group. It's like, oh, oh, all these things that I had no clue about. Yeah, there's there's a lot of things about our little community that I would say, mm-hmm. not even just us, but I would say probably the Fresno folks too, mm-hmm. uh, that are, just because those are the two that I've been frequented in, uh, that is very uh, familiar based. Uh, we're very, um, I would say we're also really emotionally vulnerable with each other too. Mm-hmm. Like we're more likely to get there uh, with other people in our community than I say with people outside of our community. Right. Yeah. We're more likely to share our experiences or our knowledge or anything else like that when, frankly, other communities may not be quite as personable. And that's just because of the sheer number of people, the sheer number of groups. So, you know, that's, of course, not to shit on any other groups. Right. But sometimes I, th- I think that maybe that's what, what part of it is with our community that makes us really special. I yeah. would say, too, that... So we're to Skatcha. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding, kidding, kidding. If if you're if you go to a party or a tasting or something, well, more a party, and you're intimidated or even understimulated to go back for a second time because yeah. the they change so drastically. Like you might go to one where people are just beating the fuck out of each other in the dungeon mm-hmm. and then go to one the next time and there's like two people who use the dungeon for a sensual play. Or you know, even, that's it. And you're just like, wait, what? Where's I was gonna say not even just parties, like, hey, let's say you go to a wicked. You go to a couple of wicks and then you go to a party. So you go to the party, like, okay, this is cool. But then somebody's like, Oh, you should come to this event next week. It could be pet den, it could be not a lot, it could be lifestyle discussion, which is a totally different vibe. Right. Mm-hmm. But you don't know that until you get there. Yeah. Yeah. Um what was that? I remember two years ago, maybe three years ago, um, there was a woman that came and was invited by somebody else in the community um, to come to um, orientation. So she came to orientation and sat through the whole thing. You know, it was fine. And then her first thing out of the gate was, so when does the, when, when the sex start? Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember this. <laughs> <laughs> and so then she it had to be explained to her, like, that's not what this is. You're to bring your own sex. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, well, and I, I believe because I didn't speak to her personally, but from what I understand, it was kind of explained to her like maybe what you're looking for is more of the swinger community, yeah, not necessarily the kink community. And she's like, Well, don't you guys have sex? Like, well, some of us do, not necessarily, you know, just going straight out, stripping down, and you know, fucking in the middle of the room. It's kind of how it goes, yeah. I'm very confused on. I don't know if I am very confused how she made it here because we do actually have a pretty large like swinger community in Bakersfield. 
It's usually now like, I know swingers. It's kind of crazy. That's what the pandemic's done. I'm just like, <laughs> what? I'm like, now I know a bunch of y'all, and y'all are pretty cool. Like, we have some different ideas about things, but like, there's actually a pretty large community of them here. I know a few swingers, and I like not really gotten into that space so much. It's not a space for me. I mm. I know that much. But for people who are looking for that, it is definitely there. You just have to yeah. look for it. And there is some crossover of folks. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a little bit of crossover. I know that um, back where I used to live, I went to a swingers event once and had a, not me personally have a horrible experience, but one of my friends that came with. Mm. Because, you know, they had food and drinks and all this. So we ate, we had drinks, and um, then they had... The building that they had in, they actually had like a like a large like theater theater, mm-hmm. and it's like okay, that's where all the that's where all the sex happens. Mm-hmm. Cool. So we go in there. It's me, uh, one of my friend, and another couple that we both know. So we all go in, and um, I'm missing somebody. Sorry, uh, me, my friend, the couple. Oh, um, another friend of mine. He was the one that really was deep into the swinger community. He's like, mm-hmm. you guys should come come out. So we do. And my female friend that I was with, you know, I le- left the room for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hell yeah, don't worry, man. I'll, I'll, I'll sit with her because she was, she was a little tipsy at that point. Yeah. Like, you know, just watch her. So I leave and I come back maybe 10 minutes later. And he has fucked off to who knows where. And there was some random dude just like feeling her rough. It's like, I'm like, are you okay? And she's like, uh, like, oh, she is not in this at all. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, we gotta, hey, and I had to like basically shove the guy off, not not like make a scene or anything, but like, hey, guy, uh, we're about to head out. And as we're walking out, I see my other the the couple that we came with. They are sitting in the back. He saw all this happening, but he couldn't leave his girl because she was also like very yeah because. He said that he he got up to go over there, and the moment that he did, he saw guys like. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, I've heard uh, different versions of that kind of story several times when it comes to the swinger the, community. community. Yeah, swinger communities. Um, and I I think that uh, maybe that's something that needs to probably be discussed more by them as. Uh, you have to realize if you're walking into this space, mm-hmm. this is the kind of behavior that's going to be expected. Right. Um, just to make sure that people know what they're signing up for. Because I, I did have a friend who their first swinger party they went to was very happy that they had their husband with them. Because it was very like any time he stepped away, there was a swarm, there was an offering of drinks, there was a lot of that kind of behavior that she was not ready for. Now that she understands the sort of dynamic that happens there, she chooses to go back because now she knows these people and she feels more comfortable to let loose around these people. But uh, that is kind of a a risk that you need to be aware of for if those are the kind of parties you're going to. Also, real quick, uh, we at the Gotham Press are not talking down about the Swinger community at all. This is just our personal experiences for what, for what we've dealt with. Yes, Lala. So um, years ago, we actually did get in contact with the swinger community. And we actually tried to mesh and mingle and mm-hmm. give them information about how we do stuff. And they, I guess, in, in kind, invited us to a party. Um, but they did not 
listen to our recommendations um protocols i guess Mm -hmm. and yeah so um i actually was it was halloween it was a halloween party i remember this one and i was dressed up as a cat and i was just wearing a lace bodysuit of course i was very much skinnier and cuter then um impossible and i had a long kitty (laughs) tail and i walked to go get my drink because the bar you'd take your bottles there and they had a bartender that would serve you that way i don't know you're not walking around with big bottles of alcohol right um and so i was walking to the bar and this this gentleman just grabbed my tail and started trying to pull me back to him and i was like i i panicked because i felt like these are nice people we've met them we've been to meet and greets at restaurants we've talked to them but they're they were not following the don't touch if it's not yours protocol yeah and i think that that's just uh probably the not the way that their community rolls um i think that if you are a part of that community especially if you're female bodied you should probably uh be very confident of being able to use the word no yeah and so i i think that's what part of it is is that there's there is no to my knowledge again you know explicit asking for consent on certain things it's just it may actually honestly be on the other person to use their words and say no yeah, but I do believe I was saying no. Oh, goodness. No, me. no, no. Was it you, Greedy, that came out, that you were walking near me and yeah. you came and, and got and helped me? Well, basically. okay, there were there were actually two of us, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, so mm. it, it just, so we never kind of went back yeah. to that group. Um, but then later on, we got invited to a private swingers party at a home, and it was someone's birthday party. Mm-hmm. So it's more um inclusive i guess yeah or maybe a smaller more private yeah yeah so where i knew a lot more people because they they were you know kink friendly and swinger friendly and nothing happened there there was Mm -hmm. no bad mishaps there was nothing that made me uncomfortable everybody listened we we laid in the lawn and talked we sat laid all over couches and talked i mean they're just so i think it just depends on the Depends on the, the group people. of people you're around. It yeah. also depends on whatever, I guess, venue. It can be a private home. Anywhere, right. the, the, the owner of the house is there, rules mm-hmm. surrounding it, I know, uh, will have a large influence on the way that people behave. Yeah. So I think that you honestly just really have to vet your group if you want to be a part of that. Yeah. Yeah. It was just, it's just interesting, the two different dynamics of, of the swinger lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. And even at the meet and greets, actually, at the restaurants, um, we kind of, I think there were three girls, we kind of all glommed together just to make sure that <laughs> we were feeling yeah. secure. Yeah. Well, see, Safety in numbers. Yeah. What did I say about searching out women in an unfamiliar place? Well, we all went together, so. <laughs> but yes, yes, absolutely. Ugh. Anyway, sorry, that we kind of went on a tangent. A little bit. That's fine. <laughs> I'm hoping the listeners enjoyed that tangent. I enjoyed it. That was that was fun. <laughs> Greedy, put your penis away. No. Oh, you're always playing with that hey, thing. Hey, my home, my rules. All right. <laughs> All right. Save me. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. So you know we have been going. This is a long one. I hope you all. Long one. Sorry. I really, Oh, hey, nothing wrong with that. It is long and is enjoyable all the way through. But oh, I do that's have to what add. She said. Well, <laughs> just not to you, Grady. Oh. So, as I was saying, hey, Thief. Yes? Final thoughts? Ooh. I'm not allowed to go before Lala. Oh, that's right. 
<laughs> so, oh. so that's right. So, anemic final thoughts. <laughs> Damn, I gotta go first. Um, don't be scared to make space for yourself because someone will be very grateful that you did. All right, greedy final thoughts. I'm deciding between saying something snarky and saying something serious. Just say both of them. Okay. No. Um, <laughs> I've actually learned quite a bit this evening. So thank you, everybody, for you know opening my eyes and broadening my horizons. Because you know, I, I hope our listeners get as much out of this as I did. Love you. That's great. You too. <laughs> Lala. Final uh, thoughts? No, 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 not Lala yet. Hey, Shark Boy, any thoughts? <laughs> He said, no thoughts, head empty. Lala. Now, Lala. Anemic, I want to steal your outfit because it's super adorable. Well, I should probably, I'll tell you later who actually bought me this part of my outfit. I okay. think she just wants to get you naked. That's a lot I mean, too. I'm okay with that. <laughs> I, I, can I watch? <laughs> um, I would just say, don't be afraid to enter a space that maybe you might be the only person. Because yeah. that looks like you. Because we're all very uh, welcoming. You, you're going to find someone in the group, whether they look like you or not, that's going to mm-hmm. just love you. And and just be brave and do it. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and try new things. And, in, and if you go into a group and you're not in the right group, just don't give up. Keep trying. You're going to find your spot. Yeah. That's my, my two cents. Steve? Yes. Final <laughs> thoughts? I, uh... I've been to Southside Chicago. What? And I was told when I was truck when I was a truck driver. Oh. This is your you're going to unfamiliar spots where you're the only person that looks like you. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I I asked the the security guard at the yard. I said, "Hey, I need to go get some food. Where can I go?" And he's like, "I'll we'll order something, have it brought to you." And I was like, "I have my truck. I can drop my trailer and just like you know, is there a McDonald's or something?" And he's like, "No, you you don't understand. You don't need to go out there." Oops. And I didn't know what he was talking about. So I ended up going anyway, like mm-hmm. shorts and flip-flops, walking to uh, McDonald's. Everything went fine. It was kind of quiet. It was really quiet. Like nobody was talking. And then when I stopped on, in a store on the way back, a little gas, or not a gas station, it was a liquor store. I walked in the liquor store and the owner started screaming for me to leave and told me, I don't want any problems. I don't want any problems. And so I left and went back and I went back to my truck and I was like, I don't understand what the fuck just happened. And the the security guard had to explain to me that I was white in a very black neighborhood. So thief, tell me. Yes. How does that oppression taste? <laughs> wow. It didn't. That's the problem. <laughs> is I was so comfortable being me that I had no idea that I was in some place I wasn't supposed to or had mm-hmm. that anything could have happened to me. Like I mm-hmm. had no clue. A fucking don't, oblivious. Don't worry, you, nothing would have happened. I don't think so either. Like I they saw, were looking, they were obviously they looking, were looking at you as an aggressor, not as a target well, per se. It seems right. But I also don't carry myself like a badass. Like I don't try to be, you know, like Billy badass. Yeah, I don't strut. <laughs> well, well, I would say that is true. Um, you are inherently for a lot of people, since you are a large white male, going to be a little bit scary, whether or not you carry yourself that way. That is just a thing. 
So they're just teddy bears. Wait, hold on. So here's I've the had thing. to talk to I've had to talk I'll... to Gigantor about it if you don't because he is also a very large white guy and having a lot of uh, friends of all different kinds of marginalized backgrounds. He's just a bully, but he's really he, a marshmallow. He he is. He's incredibly kind, and I've had several friends who have fears and trauma surrounding men who look like him say i feel like such a piece of shit because he's so nice (laughs) and i'm just kind of like hey that's fair but he he is aware of that and so i just want you to be aware that that sometimes doesn't matter how you carry yourself doesn't matter if you compare yourself to other large white guys you just because of the way you look like all of us you're gonna have some biases against you i just traumatize people you do not. The only bias I've ever been used to is not being hired for a job because of my weight. That's the like, thing. That happened a that's, lot. That's I, thought you were gonna go a diff- I thought you were going to go a different way with that comment. I'm curious which way. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, I, I wasn't hired because of my race. I'm oh, like, wow. I was no. like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> if I ever do, just slap me. Just yes. slap the <laughs> fuck out of me right then and there. I was really confused for for the half second between you know I had it right. It's like oh, it's it's the Irish thing. <laughs> oh. Captain, any final thoughts? I'm a piece of shit because I thought that immediately <laughs> about what he was saying. <laughs> any final thoughts that the listeners weren't already thinking? Oh, I mean they weren't thinking. They know I'm a piece of shit. I say it every episode. Yeah, true. Kind of. Yeah, you know, and we know that greedy is you know a worse piece of shit. But either way, um, final thoughts about the topics. Anyway, thank you for coming and talking so freely about this, educating us. Yes, yes. educating Lala. Yes, educating Thief. And greedy can I just may have you? learned something. Can I just interrupt you, you really may. fast? Thank you for not talking down to me because I don't know. Because why would I ever? You? Why would anyone? You'd well, be shocked. You would how be often surprised. Um, <laughs> Shark Boy would talk down to me like I'm an idiot. He does that to everyone. Don't but worry about it. I just, I, I am grateful <laughs> that right. at my age, because I'm quite a bit older than you, that you, um, that you were kind and you explained it in a way that I could understand and didn't make me feel dumb. I would never do that to you. Thank you. But I wanted you to know that. I felt that makes me feel good. Now, how are you going to feel when you re-listen to this and realize that she just used her customer service voice? (laughs) Are you (laughs) I will murder you. Shut up. I know where he lives. I will. I'll show you. It's okay. So here's how we'll end this. So thank you, listeners, for coming to the Gotham Press podcast once more. So please. His customer service voice. (laughs) And I'm glad that you recognize that, Lala. So, listeners, with that, we are out. Bye! Bye.